0: For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies.
1: Yeah. You gotta uh, use the bathroom, grab a drink, uh, sort some cocaine. I mean, whatever. Whatever, whatever works to get you through this. No, uh, no, I'm good. I've got, I've got my drink here, and yeah, I got I'm my, good. I got my little bowl. I'll take a couple drags off that. I maybe I don't know. We'll see. Like I took a drag
2: earlier. Like yeah. how, how you take the extra large cheese out to the girl's car and smoke a dude <laughs> Smoke a dude yeah. yeah. I don't really smell dubs. I don't really smell. <laughs> All right, Thank retro you. movie loving BBs, we are ready for the Kino. Kino continues to dominate. I mean, it's so dominating. It's not even like what I mean. How are we railing these off? Nightcrawler, Breathless, now Suburbia, Problem Child Two. I mean, just the Kino train just will not stop in 2023 in the movie graveyard. So we we have a movie I've been dying to do for a long time. Like I thought I was gonna have to get drunk one night and do this solo. I, like I, like I'm not kidding you, bad. I was actually considering doing this at some point in time as an April Fool's episode, just to be like, because nobody's ever gonna watch this with me and like whatever. And then out of the blue, you you suggest you suggest that we take the kino up another notch, and I appreciate that
1: yeah well that that's like hey you like that uh you like Linklater's suburbia from 96 and you're like what and i'm like yeah i, I like that film uh what, what do you think of that and you're like i love that film love i'm like it, oh huh? great because nobody talks about it i don't know no, One of the nobody first, remembers it i don't know if it's wikipedia or something said that it's like this link like least liked film or whatever yeah. and um i'm just like yeah, and everybody I talked to, anybody I've ever talked to, that's why I was kind of shocked that you liked it, because anybody I've ever talked it. to is like, I don't even look through the movie. And I'm like, what do you mean? What is that like? It's like clerks with a bigger budget. Are you know. kidding it's, me?
2: It's, it's, it's honestly and like, I mean, I didn't really hang out in front of convenience stores. So I kind of just yeah. hung out, like going from buddy's house to buddy house, like all through my teen years. And even we're, we're, actually, you know, it was more like we were driving around going from places in my college years. But like, yeah, like I just – you know this movie came out at the perfect time it came out i was I, when i saw it i was probably either about 19 20 years old right depending on what month it came out that year and it's just like it was just perfect it just spoke to me about my life and and how i felt like the way jeff feels a lot about life and what's the point of doing anything that's kind of how i felt as a young person even now like i'm just like yeah like there's like so much shit that just doesn't matter it's just mind-numbing mm
1: yeah i mean you know i think this film has um uh, a lot of great elements and like i don't know it kind of speaks but i think it speaks to like yeah it speaks more to like your generation or like somebody that's like getting close to their like in their teens or like i was around that time we getting close to their teens um i don't know about the modern generation i don't know how well like they they wouldn't know anything about hanging out and getting fucked up. Like yeah, I didn't hang out in front of convenience stores or anything. I did went to like hang out at friends' houses or like we had a yeah. place where we go where everyone went over there to get high and uh cuz the parents were gone um yeah. like work nights or whatever. So we go over there after school and it was kind of like a fucking hash hash den hash pad type crash pad um like all the kids hanging out getting fucked up and uh but yeah, I mean it's very much like what what they're doing here um yeah. you know yeah
2: so we'll go ahead and get it rolling we have this uh there's like a, a made on demand dvd that's what i got bat's got the, the the amazon web streaming version there's different versions out of this it's it's not a very widely seen movie so wherever you can track it down maybe you still got the vhs you know get a hold of it but we have it pause uh, the company that actually made the movie was Castle Rock Entertainment who's made a lot of movies in the late 80s through the 90s so we have it on their logo it's a lighthouse logo it's going to spin this light around and then the the logo Castle Rock Entertainment is going to come up and we have it pause on there the sun's completely come up on the logo and you can read the name of the company so I'm going to say one two three go on this Castle Rock Entertainment logo when you hear me say go please hit play on your keyboards or wherever you got one two three go yeah this this, <clears> this movie's just so kino you know, because it's like and we should because like, we mentioned briefly richard linklater film but uh yeah it's like to me it always felt like the spiritual sequel to dazed and confused and like hmm. yeah, i like it just was dazed and confused for like two generations later but um yeah like starting with the kino i love this which by the way i had i still have it somewhere it might actually even be in this room i have to go through my cds but uh i had the cd soundtrack to this and it had this opening song gene pitney a town without pity it's like some song from the 1950s and it's like dude this this is how i knew when i saw this in the theater bat that i was watching pure kino and uh the 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 weight was worth it um and then Sonic Youth did a bunch of the like soundtrack, like soundtracky uh,
1: type music, like uh, as well news, as providing yeah. is providing um, actual music. But yeah, they yeah they did the score cues and stuff for it. So very interesting. Um, I thought the ironic thing with this film, and that's when we were talking uh, about it, and um, you know talking about doing doing an episode or whatever is that. Um, so Linklater did Slacker, which inspired Kevin Smith to do Clerks, and right. then it seemed like uh, Linklater was like really liked Clerks, and he's like, I want to do my version. So <laughs> then uh, it comes full circle, and he does Suburbia. That's the way I felt. I don't yeah. know about you, but uh, yeah.
2: Well, for sure. I, I guess we should mention the kind of the genesis of the project. So this is from playwright Eric Bogosian who's kind of mostly known for theater stuff, but he's definitely, you know, had a lot of his plays adapted into movies like this and talk radio by Oliver Stone. And he's also done a lot of acting himself. But um, yeah, so like this went up as a kind of a uh, Broadway type play in 94, I believe. And like they made the movie, it was completed by 96 because so they showed it at some film festivals, but it didn't come out in theaters till 97. And then probably on video either late 97, early 98, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, so it's just, like, this had a pretty quick, for, you know, most plays, bat like, they usually, depending on the play, but, like, most plays have a five to ten year period, if not more, of turning into movies, and, like, this was just, like, I don't know if Linklater saw the player or he just knew of Boghossian, or what, but, like, this became a movie real quick. And, by the way, we should mention there's some heavy hitters on the crew. Catherine Hardwick was the production designer. She went on oh, to become wow, okay. a director in her own right. Yeah. Uh, Lee Daniel, I'm guessing that's the same Lee Daniel that made Precious later and made all these uh, powerful uh, black movies that had come out later. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, like, like Lee Daniel's crazy if it's the same guy. I mean, it's kind of a common name. I don't know if it is the same guy. But, like, the the dude has a powerful story that kind of, uh propelled all his movies like movies like precious and instead apparently he, he he was a young gay guy and uh his father found out he was gay and literally picked him up and put him into a trash can and told him this is where you fucking belong you should die here and like that kind of inspired his fucking whole career of uh the, the shit he writes so if,
1: it, if that hadn't happened i mean he wouldn't be a shit today He should <laughs> I mean, his father maybe, for maybe like in a
2: roundabout way maybe that's the best dad in the world or the motivates. yeah
1: and I gotta I say, this always struck me to too, like,
2: when the opening credits end and we see Jeff, Jeff, li- and it's kind of cool because it's actually even a detached garage from his parents' house, but Jeff lives yeah. in a fucking tent in his parents' garage.
1: Yep. Smoking, uh, looks like Winston's to me. Yeah, he is smoking Winston's. Yeah. And, yeah. like,
2: you know, just, like, he's got this tent, there's no car parked in there, and, like, you see all, like, the parents, like, paper towels and toilet paper stacked up. Like, this just seems, like, so real. Like, was this his, his idea of moving out of the house? He moved into the garage? Yeah. <sighs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> was that like it? Was that that's why you like this film so much? Was that was that your transition?
2: Yeah, uh, to out I was loud? just like this you is were living so in fucking key, you know, Like the opening credits yeah. with that sad ass song, and then like and and then like like this for a movie that like kind of just really. Doesn't go anywhere on a filmmaker level. It's just a lot of dialogue. Like the opening, like ten minutes, is great. How it shows Jeff in the tent, and then we cut to Buff, like in the pizza place. Like I kind of wish there was more scenes of Buff in the pizza place. But uh
1: what's that? What's the guy you were asking about that went on to direct uh Precious and stuff? What's his, oh, what's his name again?
2: yeah Okay,
1: he's the director of photography. Oh, is it? Was, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. Right, I'm on IMDb, so we can uh, see if it's the same we can guy. see if this is the same guy. But yeah, he's like the cinematographer, so I imagine that's like a probably a pretty good that uh, that that might be. Yeah. Um let's see here. Uh doesn't it doesn't look like it no, I don't think so. But he is the cinematographer on Dazed and Confused too as well. Okay. it's and probably he's, not no, him though. It's cinematographer. probably a different Daniel. He worked on um He's a cinematographer on Boyhood, which I never saw that uh, yeah, before. Yeah, i got a Sun's copy, but that. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I remember seeing that at the, uh, I don't know, on the video. Maybe it was a video. Yeah, it was a video store because video stores were still open then. I always have to, like, think about that because, like, the mass, it weird. was because of uh, COVID that the mass shutdown of uh, family videos. Yeah, really. So. Sad, sad day for yeah, they all just decided to close their doors like the same time. I was just like, What the well, fuck? I, I
2: heard, is that? Uh yeah, this is a different Lee Daniel it looks like. I don't see all his directing credits for his other shit. So just a different but guy. But it would have been cool if it was the same guy. He's also the director of photography on Slacker,
1: so um yeah. Link known him for Forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, look uh oh, uh
1: let's see here. Yeah, he's been working on stuff like uh let's see here he did ninety never leave Nevada. As a cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Woodshock, short film. So that's dates back to eighty-five. So he's been doing film stuff since eighty five. Um and his last credit is Becoming
2: Leslie. Never heard of it. Sounds familiar. I like how they build up the kind of resentment. And again, I like movies like this where just like the minor characters kind of pop in and out. Like here we show the cops showing up to buy their cigarettes. And they're mad at the guy because uh, he says the, the cigarettes cost two fifty, and they're like the price went up. He's like, no, nah, it's always been two fifty. But um, it's kind of funny because like smokers would be dying right now to buy some two dollar fifty cents cigarettes. Oh yeah, all day.
1: And the gas is really cheap too. I don't know if we get a shot. Yeah, here, but... there's like it's like, it's like a dollar nineteen and a
2: dollar twenty nine yeah. for premium, right. Those were the days, baby. The days. I really I re, like, I mean, I see like the kind of bigger gas stations, but I don't really see those like 7 Eleven real small gas stations anymore, where it's just a convenience store and then like literally two gas pumps in, in the parking lot. I don't really see those setups that much anymore.
1: Like, you yeah, gotta think, people were like, oh, that gas was so cheap. And it's like, yeah, but people were making like, shit i don't know like what uh yeah, 90 90s... bucks an hour yeah yeah like the real. like we're making a lot and stuff i love how um and it's uh what is it um what were these gas stations? they were circle
2: circle m's weren't they
1: in they real life circle? or in the movie is this
2: that yeah circle a yeah circle no. a yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a rip off but, of circle k it was supposed circle to be a k, 711 right? yeah. but they couldn't get the 711 right so... yeah i saw
1: that yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, Cir- Circle K is weird. I can't believe it's still around. We still have one. I don't think th- do they have gas. I don't think they have a gas pump, but there is a Circle K convenience store. I went in there one time. Like it's fr- just a
1: party store, liquor store, or whatever. No,
2: no, it's 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 like a regular convenience store. But like I went in there one time, like when I first moved to this area, and like you know I didn't have shit. I was staying in a temporary apartment. I was like, I need to go get some Gatorade. I was like, oh, I saw a convenience store. I went in there. There was, like, some guy started arguing with – like, he didn't even know the woman. He started arguing with her. She was in front of the line. He just started, like, making fun of her saying, like, oh, you're fucking fat and all this shit. And she's like, who the fuck are you? And, like, I'm standing, like, two feet away trying to buy Gatorade. I was like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Not coming
1: back in here. Yeah, no, it was too fucking ghetto. Yeah, yeah, we don't – we never had any of those. Like, I've seen
2: them, you know. Um, When I lived in Nashville, they didn't have –
1: Circle Circle K's or whatever yeah. but uh, there's a Circle
2: uh, K in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure oh is there okay yeah and oh. it's funny because when they're hanging around outside the store it's like when they're trying to figure out all the, the whatever answers to their whatever it is fucking history quiz he's like he's like do you know when the mongrels rule China and the old lady's like I'm just going to work here I don't know this shit right but, but it's kind of funny like on the like they those video stores I remember this too back then obviously this is way before suburbia there's Bill and Ted but like you can see the posters in the window of that of that Circle K of Charlie Chaplin advertising that they rent videos there. Do you ever remember like gas stations convenience stores had that little oh, yeah, section
1: man. That's what I was just, I think I was talking to somebody not too long ago about how everybody wanted in that game like it was yeah. it was like gas stations, Easy liquor money. stores yeah. um I, I remember I rent see and that was beauty for me cuz like I would go around to I like if I was looking for some I had like so many places to like try to and like yeah sometimes the weirdest place like some weird little shithole liquor store would have like a slasher movie that I was looking for yeah. it was like weird like yeah I saw a fucking slumber party they had a copy of slumber party Masters, so I'd have to go there and like make an account so I could rent like one
2: VHS
1: like I'm never coming back cause, yeah. you know like I don't how, all how I would they keep the records whatever. of that
2: shit because like when I worked in a VHS store like you had a put down your address they wanted your social security like, they wanted all this fucking shit and then people give a shit this is too much information i was just like well do you want to rent movies or not but like how did gas stations in 1986 or whatever I, do it i think that they i think they did like they just wanted like an address i remember like sometimes like i go to like ones
1: that were like far and sometimes they may not have like wanted if you were like not in that town they may have not have wanted to um uh set you up an account or whatever. I think mm-hmm. I remember running into that problem like yeah, uh, it was like really. too far away or something or like say you were on vacation and you wanted to right. rent a video in another they state. You wouldn't and you bring wouldn't, it back. Yeah, they wouldn't want to set up an account with you. I remember – yeah, I ran into that being out of state and trying to rent a video or whatever because some of the motels like uh, back in the day uh had VCRs and stuff in them or like I brought – Like I remember back in the day, I would bring my DVD player. I'd bring my VHS player with me on vacation. I don't know about you, but I'm fucking hardcore like that. Because I would, I
2: I never did it, but my my uncle and cousins did because they had a van and they had like this portable TV VCR combo thing. Oh, okay. Like it had a tiny screen. It It seemed like it was like a 13 inch screen or something. No, I would bring my shit because like um, You remember like
1: uh, Motels back then, like if you wanted to You had to pay a bunch of money to rent a movie They had like the pay-per-view shit set up Or like, and it wasn't even like Through like the pay-per-view channels Like the motel actually had their own Like pay-per-view thing. Where like you would go you would call the front desk and be like, Yeah, I wanna rent Showgirls or whatever and they'd be like, Okay and then it would like you turn on a channel, it would just show uh, Showgirls or whatever whatever movie on like a loop right like basically for 24 hours like you'd pay for it for 24 hours it just keep showing it like i remember
2: that like when we go on a vacation in florida and shit but like on my 21st birthday trip where like we drove out and like the first place my dad took me in the first place we went was las vegas like they had fancy uh ass pay-per-view like 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 i i I didn't get it so i don't remember how much it was but i think it was like 20 30 bucks but they right. had they had pay-per-view movies that were still in the theater like i remember they had lost in space which like had just came out like a month ago in theaters
1: yeah yeah like i don't know if they do that kind of stuff anymore or yeah. whatever i remember like I don't know. Sometime in like I don't know when I like two thousand, maybe two thousand. Like when I was in high, like when I graduated from high school in two thousand five. I think there were still motels doing that kind of shit. But granted, there were still video stores. I mean, right. still, video stores were still prevalent. Shit, people were still. You could still rent a VHS. Uh, well, I don't know two thousand three, somewhere around there. You could still rent VHS. And I believe around when I was like graduating from high school, that they were starting to phase out the VHS rental yeah at at the store so
2: yeah it was weird like like i remember there's a few like i remember my uncle used to go to this gas station <laughs> that actually it had like a legit selection like it was a small area but i'd say they probably had like a good thousand tapes like in this little kind of walk-in atrium part of this gas station yeah man like my uh grocery
1: store childhood from my like uh town i grew up in um they had a pretty good selection that's when i first saw um chainsaw next generation um Mm. they had it um yeah i mean i would get they had a quite a few selection like they had um uh what's that movie um with jeff a uh body parts. where he gets in the body parts Yeah, yeah that's where i first saw that at. um yeah i love that movie yeah uh and for like the longest time like that didn't come out on dvd right like for
2: you know, I don't know if it was on DVD, but I know the Blu-ray just came out, like, maybe two years ago, and I got it from factory, <coughs> yeah, so... Yeah,
1: I feel like that one's one that skipped DVD, maybe it not, monolith. may not have even come out on DVD, and just went straight to Blu-ray. Um, it's like, right now is a great time. I know we, like, I don't know. I don't know how much we... I can't remember how much we've bitched about it on doing podcasts, but uh, I know we bitch about, like, Boutique, and I oh, don't know, yeah. just, like, some of the shit too. going on. <laughs> I'm just like, it's well the, the prices and the fucking and it, the marketing scheme if schemes you, you listen to
2: this podcast six months ago and then you knew where i was at now you know that like i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> well yeah it's like weird too because like uh you just
1: fucking got me addicted to this shit I again sort and of then I dipped you know? up. gateway motherfucker i still have about Not 200
2: really. movies for movie hoarders volume two that we need to do at some point that i just got stacked up and i was like fuck man i need to talk about these speaking of which i got my Kino Lorber order i i totally forgot it's upstairs it's i haven't even opened the box i haven't even broke you don't even care
1: anymore i don't care
2: so what is it let's let's
1: let's hear this now like uh since we haven't been commenting on the movie too much but let's see let's hear whatever so are you like not are you not gonna buy anything are you gonna like
2: just like really get what
1: where are you at
2: now it's oh, it's, can, it's too deep to go into on a podcast
1: so we got two hours
2: it's a whole life crisis but
1: are, are you gonna buy are you think you're gonna buy more, like you're still buying stuff sort of right but are you are you just oh, are you gonna buy like 10 movies a year now
2: like is that what i don't we're know about? if it'll get that are bad like that? i i think i'll do like the sales and pick up eight ten movies here okay. or there but like i don't I like you're gonna dude, slow it down, man. I, you know? I was going to, like, like I legitimately had a problem last year. Like legitimately yeah. had a problem. Like and, and like you and know, I
1: tried to keep up with you, and it became a problem. From I wasn't even yeah. keeping up with you, and but I was like, buying shit a lot
2: too. So it's like I had the it, it's 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 weird. It's not even about the money because I had the income to do it. Yeah, but I kind of still
1: do right. I mean, you're I mean, not yeah, fucking like, broke, you know, yeah,
2: like, but it was just one of those things where it was like. It was a. I don't want to say it's a giant waste of money because, like, if you buy a movie and watch it, like, I don't really think that's a waste of money, but it was like it became such a recession. It was more the time of looking for the shit and ordering the shit that became. Mm-hmm. And then it just, like, kind of the beginning of this year, like, I just had like a mental freak out about, like, not, not about buying movies and shit, but just about life in general. And it just, yeah. my, like, my priorities changed and I just had to. Had to, had to find something else to do, and, like, that's when I started my weight loss shit and just... Did you have a
1: Kevin Smith moment where you had to go into the psych ward and stuff because you didn't know who you were? I mean... Did you hear about... You've heard about that as a recently, little bit, sure. A little bit, a little bit. I
2: mean, I probably should have, in all honesty, like... Yeah. But I just... I tried to... You know, I'm still trying to... It's a way better now, but, like, I'm still just trying yeah. to get through it and just, like, I still have a lot of... Uh, Still have like really like highs and lows. Not even really so much lows, just like two highs of highs. I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's it's getting better. Like as as my physical health gets better and I feel better physically, it's helping me out a lot. But but yeah, it's just like I mean, I still go in my movie room. Like I still yeah. watch a couple movies a week. But it's just I'm just kind of like, dude, I have this this giant fucking like I can't believe some of the shit I was buying. Like all of a sudden I needed to own. <laughs> the what do you call it the antonio bandera zorro movies when i never even oh. fucking seen them before and i was like why, why oh. am i buying this shit like i don't even know like, it, I, yeah it's just like it, it went from being a pleasure to being a burden like yeah no that's where it was when um when i lived in nashville too as well and um i
1: did have a mass like i like, like i said i had a pretty massive um dvd collection and um you know i had quite a bit of Blu-rays, but not even no, nowhere near what I have now, actually, which is actually. ironic. And um but yeah, no, I get it. Like look, yesterday I told you I picked up that dual DVD. Well, it was yeah. so fucking cheap. Like I got it at a resale shop. But um, dude, I'm i I've already watched it like fucking twice and since I bought and like I threw it in yesterday evening and had the urge. Um I hadn't seen it in a year or so. And I haven't seen it like that many I only seen it maybe like three times before I bought those. And I just like immediately like you know when you like really enjoy a film, like you have the urge immediately to want to play it again because you're like oh man i want to like check that shot out again like the shot that that um that scene was so well done it was well edited and like uh this i gotta see the sequence again i gotta see this i gotta study the character and it's just like when a two dollar fucking used
2: dvd (laughs) yeah
1: you watch that more than fucking what you bought no you know than your 40
2: boutique (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I hate to single out, like, anybody. So, yeah, Yeah. we'll just say boutique. But, like, and granted, I did buy a boutique. We covered it. The the last film we watched, we we covered was Breathless. And I've watched that Blu-ray, like, fucking five, six times. So that was, like, probably one of my better uh, boutique experiences. But, yeah, like, these past sales that I was in on, like, that $10 one that was was that at the beginning of the year. I can't remember the one uh, from, from our friend's. Yeah. <laughs> uh the ten, they had all those 10 every day they were putting out $10. Dude. Man, I probably watched like I haven't even watched all of them because there's yeah, just dude, some turns th- in there. that
2: That's where that's where I'm at, dude. Like I woke up and realized I built these giant shelves. I don't have any more space to comfortably. I mean, I could always shove shit in a box and but like, that sucks. But it's like it's like I built this storage system in in my new home. Like I own this place. It's not an apartment. I, just I can't just like already. I can't just Jesus like Christ. leave it or whatever. And it's like I thought I built like the ultimate storage system, and then I filled it up, and then it's just there's just shit on the floor already. And it's just like, there's so much shit in there that I bought just because I wanted to watch it one time. And I'm like, I got to, <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, and again, it wasn't even like, Oh, I got to stop doing this. It was just like, I just didn't care anymore. Like I just, now you see why, like I download
1: shit because there's just some yeah. shit. It's just like, okay. I like, or it's just some like stuff that I've never seen, dude. And I've always been like that. And, um, it was great back. And actually that's why my video store was fucking great because if it was something i never seen before or whatever, I'd just go rent it and I'm like, okay, yeah. that movie sucks. And like, I'm not right. buying, like, right. I would never back in the, because you remember how much DVDs were when they first came out? I would never blind buy something in right. my fucking life. I would never, like, unless it was like $5 and like I would a reduced dude it, it was you rare.
2: Know. It was only for obscure yeah. horror, you know?
1: well i mean you know even we should know better from our vhs days at the fucking video store that we're like oh my god that fucking cover art's so cool and then you get home and you watch the movie and i was like man that movie was fucking horrendous the the you know nine times out of ten the the poster art was better than the movie and uh so I, yeah i would always have to see stuff or whatever so yeah like these days like i have blind i buy i mean i'm blind buy a lot of stuff from boutiques and Dude they're really If you think about it They're running the same game That the studios were running in the 1980s They come up with this fucking great artwork And the movie's like And the packaging And it goes a little bit further And they're like oh look It comes with lobby cards there it comes with a fold out poster And the movie is fucking terrible It's just It's garbage So
2: I agree We Not, should actually talk about this movie though we're, we, 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 we totally miss Burger Manifesto Part 1 <laughs> <laughs> where Suze did her pro vagina fuck men performance art, and all the men hated it. All the guys hated yeah. it. Oh, Buff liked it a little bit, yeah, but yeah Buff did like a little bit. But like and now, now they're starting shit. Tim is the guy played by Nikki Cat. He's the big bully guy. He's starting shit with the small Pakistani uh, convenience store owner, and like this is where the shit gets heated. Like he starts picking a fight with the guy pushing him and shit, and then the guy's wife, who's like smoking hot by the way. Which by the way, there's two people in this movie that were in the original run of the play. And that's Steve his buff. And then uh, I I don't want to butcher her name. Uh, Samia Saoob, I think. This lady here who plays the wife of the convenience mm-hmm. store owner. She's smoking yeah. hot. Dude. I was just like, I was watching this. I was like, why is she so hot? Why is she so naked working in the convenience store? Like, yeah. And why is, why
1: is her husband, why is she with that lame? Yeah, he's so <laughs>
2: fucking lame. Like, I feel like you or me could, like, scoop this woman up so much better. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's probably because this, this was, like, uh, one of them uh, fucking probably, like, Promise marriage? I don't know. I yeah. think they do Arrange that in the Middle East, right? Like, Arranged marriage. Because uh,
2: the the guy Nazir, I think is his name. He talks out. He's like, I want to be an engineer in two years, and we're gonna have this great life. Yeah. We're gonna move away. So maybe, yeah, maybe she was like. But I like this moment between the two actors here, where he takes the gun away with her from her, and he's comforting her, and then and then like fucking buff is still being a dick, kind of taunting them, and then Jeff is just like, oh, like you know, like he sees like Jeff is probably the most sensitive out of the bunch of the all the kids. The toxic white kids. (laughs) Yeah, Tim, uh, that's what we were talking
1: about, too, why I thought that this hasn't gotten a proper release or whatever, just because the whole thing with, like, the racism in this, and then, like, also people would go, um, oh, it's just, like, following, like, there's really uh, just, like, all white kids, and, um, you know, like, it's just, like, everything that, like, um, mainstream is railing against these days, and, like, woke wokeism wouldn't yeah. like it. Because yeah. it doesn't send uh the ending isn't like, see what happens when you're racist and nah. white? Like it doesn't send this message like that at the end it it, re- it really just kind of has a bleak ending which is quite yeah. common in the 90s like a lot of the yeah. this is like a bleak era so you know it's
2: kind of weird though because like as crazy as buff is and like there's a lot of humor in this movie and over the top behavior it's i still really wouldn't even really call it a comedy because like the whole time there's like just a sense of fucking dread hanging over this movie like mm. even before you really know where it's going you know what i mean
1: yeah, I mean, it
2: is, it is. I would say it's it's got, like, a bunch of, if
1: you've seen it and, like, you know, you're used to stuff from this era, uh, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It,
2: it is, it's
1: got, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but it's got a lot of heavy comedic, uh, you know, parts in it and stuff. Like, Obviously, here's this five-minute
2: monologue Buff talking about if he was a rock star, how he would wake yeah. up and do all this blow and have a hot chick in a leather bodysuit and all this shit. Which sounds, like, real common for, like, 90s uh, yeah. I've made
1: it fantasies. I know. Except, <laughs>
2: except we're, for watching Gilligan's Island. Yeah, fucking, he's like, did we watch know? Gilligan. It's like, yeah. but, yeah. It, how, I was he's gonna like, say, well, what
1: would you do the rest of the day? He's like, just, like, more
2: of that. Like he's like, Pete. just more of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I can't remember if we, if we called it out yet. Yeah, I know we were talking about before, but it's cool that Buff wears a Twinkie the Kid t-shirt. Yeah. No, I, I, dude, I need, I need that, yeah.
1: I need that T-shirt, I, preferably because like, um, I have that Seven Twenty, uh, which you can only get, um, on a boot, in a bootleg form because, uh, you well, know, Warner Brothers just won't put it out. No, like, Warner Brothers is busy.
2: They're getting acquired. They're shutting things down. They're yeah. getting rid of the Seth Rogen movies. No, oh, well, that's good. But <laughs> no, anyway,
1: <laughs> on my version, I don't know how yours looks, but like you can kind of see a little bit of dirt. Yeah. On a buff shirt and stuff like that on uh, on my cut, which isn't you know it's not
2: full ten eighty, but you know, yeah, mine, looks, mine's not that clear, great. but but mine yeah. mine's not like all crunchy looking either. It's not overly compressed, right. just a little soft. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, no, this looks good though. But yeah, I'd love to have that shirt, but like black with a little uh, Twinkie guy. Um, uh, yeah. Twinkie
2: Twinkie the Kid was a big deal. I I, I like this shot too of how they were walking down the street like that. And then and then yeah like I guess we we're saying this is set in Texas which like they have what a burger mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they're eating here They which have that which in I always Tennessee heard about too, but I've never girl. been to Yeah me neither But the the play I believe was originally set in New Jersey By the way like Giovanni Ribisi man like I know he's had a good career Is this career. his first film? No no he's, oh, he okay. he did a lot He did he did oh, a lot boy, of acting when he do was like He did boiler room
1: Boiler Room was after this though, yeah, right? Yeah, Boiler Room like 98. was probably
2: two years after this. Yeah. Yeah. Might have come out in '99. Yeah. But um, yeah,
1: I remember seeing that when it first came out and loving it. Uh, didn't you cover that um, on the movie graveyard? Did I? I don't?
2: I thought you did. I can't remember. I know. I know. I made uh, me and Boo watched it a couple months ago because we were doing all the early maybe, Ben Affleck movies. But maybe that's what I saw because like so when she
1: tags when she tags you, yeah, she tags she you in the movie you guys in. watch. I'll I'll see it and stuff. So sometimes it depends on what it is. I, I mm-hmm. give it a like. I give it a like whether it's a good movie or not. Yeah. Some of the shit y'all watch, <laughs> I'm just like, I can't like that. I can't get down with that. But you know, yeah. Yeah. Did you give out
2: your V C and board? He's like, yeah. Notorious B.I.G. said, "You either shoot a jump shot or you slang crack rock." <laughs> well, I never had a jump shot. Like that's how his narration goes. Right? It's fucking great. Like, yeah. You, you, you could. I'm oh, seriously, you could do a fucking great, like, just monotone leading man triple feature of like fucking Jake Gyllenhaal, Nightcrawler, <laughs> G. Mahira B. C. Boiler Room, and like so... r- like Ryan Gosling Drive. <laughs> speaking
1: of gillenhall we were talking and you were like telling that story about going to the was it the lakers
2: game oh yeah he was all zoned <laughs> out seeing
1: him and you were like i think he's really this guy well i watched him on um i just watched him on hot ones uh i don't know if you ever watched that where they like interview know, people and they're know, eating no okay well i recommend some of that you should go through and see who's who's on there but yeah they did one with gillenhall and mm-hmm. like he's he's definitely weird but i don't know that he is like he's odd uh he really is oddball and stuff like i don't know he but he's like really live like i don't know if that's just part of but he's saying some weird stuff about how each role becomes like part of his personality so like um yeah, that's what he was kind of getting at. Like every character that he plays then becomes like something from it, becomes some one of his own personal like habits, and it, it becomes
2: oh, wow. him. Yeah, I experiencing. In the yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably maybe what you were experiencing at the Lakers yeah. game that he was because it sounds like he's real method, yeah, and gets so. fucking – Deep into these roles, that then like it becomes a
2: personality or whatever dude, that's dude hidden had away. A thousand yard stare. He did not look like he was comfortable in public, honestly. But he's not.
1: But I watched him on Hot yeah. Ones to see like if he was just like, weird, and he is weird. And like, but he's really live. He talked a lot. Like this motherfucker would not shut up. But, but, was but at the same
2: time, when that was going on, Reese Witherspoon was next to him, and Jeffrey are like they were clearly there with Jeffrey Katz. but he was basically tagging along with his girlfriend Reese Witherspoon, who was. On a basically a date with Jeffrey Katzenberg, like fucking, they were just giggling and laughing it, and talking. Is the he still time. with her? No, they they broke up years ago. I think Jake maybe there was problems going on there. too. Yeah, that's what know? I thought. But they yeah. they were together for a couple years, like maybe two to three years. So it was like in the midst of that, it, it could have been that he. I mean, he just honestly could have like not give a shit about sports and didn't want to be there. Anymore.
1: Yeah maybe he i'm not I'm not a big sports fan myself, so he, yeah, maybe he didn't want to go, and he was kind of forced to so but yeah, he seemed real live and um, I don't know it's an interesting character, but I don't know he did he's weird, he's definitely like an oddball like personality, and I thought that was but yeah, I recommend that like if you're gonna if you're not interested, I get it, but like if you're gonna watch any of those, I recommend. <laughs> Bringing up the Gyllenhaal. No, um, yeah, like I, I was watching some of the yeah. clips
2: on YouTube when he was on Howard Stern a while back, like maybe a few months ago, and like, yeah he, yeah, he is an interesting guy. And yeah, like after we did Nightcrawler, dude, I went down the hole. I jumped down a bunch of Jake Gyllenhaal, Kino that I had. I did End of Watch, Enemy, and then I transitioned over to Ryan Gosling. I did Drive. I did Only God Forgives. I did Place Behind the Pines. Like both those guys, I really like their shit when they're playing those out there characters.
1: We, yeah, definitely. We got we to talk definitely. about one of
2: the weirdest parts of this movie. So, like, we haven't talked about her character at all yet, but this girl, Bibi and, like, mm-hmm. she's really weird, this blonde girl. like, Shit. And you can't really, like, tell what's going on with her early in the movie. Like, she's kind of withdrawn and quiet. Like, she seems like there's something wrong with her. Like, she's upset about something. But uh I like this, too, when Buff walks by the wall and it says, Pussy is number one in the USA. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, um. But yeah, like Buff actually goes and talks to her, and she's just kind of like she she's like a nurses aide in a in a hospital, and like like she seems like the one who like actually has like I mean I know, I'm sure that's not really like a high paying job or anything, but like like probably not at the time. At yeah, but um, because he says, "Oh, you're a nurse," and he's like, she's like, "No, not a nurse, just a nurses aide." So it seems like she's really just cleaning up fucking feces and shit, but. Anyway, like, he actually kind of... Like, I was really surprised, because Buff's always making up these stories about how he fucked all these chicks and shit, and you're kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, right. But he actually goes and max on this BB girl, and she's not bad looking at all. Like, she's actually no. pretty hot, but, like... I'm sure her outfit, like,
1: this, this, is, this is, like, your... This is the way the girl the hot girls dress of your well you yeah. should have even in like my well, like late nineties for me too. But I'm sure you're like really popping a boner every oh, time yeah. you see these remember, chicks and yeah. their
2: outfits. Especially at the the summer concert festivals and shit. They'd be wearing what she's wearing just without <laughs> yeah. the sweater. But um But yeah, he's actually charming with her and it's like, you know, and he mm. actually scores with her and she's like she's like, yeah. he's like, You wanna go to that van and smoke a dupe? And she's like, I don't smoke dupes. And he's like, oh, oh we can't. We... I
1: don't smoke dudes. but there's a reason to. We find yeah, out. Yeah, see, that's yeah. the thing.
2: She's hiding something. And like, cause she really is like the least. I won't say not least interesting character, but she's the, like the least the character they spend the least amount of time on in the early part of the movie, which is weird because like she's such a big part of the second half of the movie. But, um... I'm
1: I'm looking at her uh, her resume here, and uh, she was shit. in strip tease. Yeah uh she played monique jr and she's in john q and freaky friday Mm -hmm. um yeah she's she's had quite a little career here
2: but yeah and finally he he convinces her to go to the van and first she's like no and then finally she's like oh okay whatever so they go to the van and i mean you're they don't say exactly what happened but at the very least they fool around probably have sex but um yeah, I'm looking at
1: Giovanni's uh, uh, resume here. Yeah. He's his career dates back to uh, Wonder Years,
2: Highway, or... to okay, Highway to
1: Heaven TV show. He's '85, and then uh, Simon and Simon. He's kid number one on one episode, and he's also on the, the '80s uh, Twilight Zone.
2: Okay.
1: He's um, in a segment, The Beacon. I haven't seen enough of that uh, that that uh, reboot or whatever mm-hmm. to know. Uh, what episode you might remember it you're probably watching this shit uh when it was airing i would imagine huh
2: yeah i used to see him i think on wonder years and then i he was in a really cool episode <laughs> with jack black of um uh the x-files and then around that time he did west craven presents mind ripper with lance Henriksen. and yeah like, he was
1: on uh 15 episodes of wonder years here yeah. of jeff billings his yeah, character yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just, I guess I don't, because I watched Wanderers like fucking crazy, man. And I guess I just don't, I haven't seen it in a long time since I was watching it when it was, you know, airing. And I did pick up that when the DVD, that first season came out. And I think I like watched it once and I was just like, I don't know, it didn't have the same uh, feel and effect. Also, yeah. I prefer the later seasons. Yeah, but um, they're more grown up when they're older and stuff too and I'd uh, really like to see that revisit I that because I mean. my
2: dad would always tape it and watch it and like it was yeah. great and I just remember like how crushing it was the final episode just over the narration like the show kind of Oh yeah, ends. that
1: episode dude is this fucking yeah,
2: you know, and then, and then they, over the narration they tell you that the, the, the died, dad right? dies and you're like oh holy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, you feel like so shitty I, I remember as a kid you know, whenever that <laughs> finale was I was probably 12 or 13 whatever when that finale ended, yeah. I felt like shit after I was like oh. yeah, Because the dad, honestly, was kind of the coolest part of the show, really. Oh, yeah.
1: No, he was. Yeah. It's just like, and I don't know. Yeah, I get it, man. It was definitely crushing. My favorite episode, though, I think it's on that last season. It's around there where he goes to that they went went on a vacation to that. And interestingly enough, that town they go to is like my towns around here really like this little yeah because they went to go fishing a little fishing trip or whatever and like yeah this is all like you know touristy lake you know go rent like a fucking cabin or whatever and like vacation and minus the um drive-in or whatever but you remember that episode where they go on the vacation and he meets that yeah. girl the, yeah that girl was like, like not drive.
2: Winnie or whatever yeah dude that's like my favorite episode yeah, like where he's really, crushing
0: apparently. yeah yeah
2: and i think like, i remember when like they kind of told the sister to fuck off the show <laughs> remember like she, like she turned into a hippie and i like, got married well she's shit, just she's a
1: hippie
2: just like, yeah she left with her boyfriend
1: or something or yeah. like, i can't what remember they if it was the one through? she left
2: with but yeah it was david schwimmer at one point it was her boyfriend well, it was david schwimmer yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> and i think he had his original nose too if i remember
1: Geez, I, I only watched this once. Uh, get, no wonder you like Lost Highway. It's got uh, Giovanni's in Lost Highway, too. Yeah. Huh? He's got yeah. a
2: real like side part in Lost Highway, too. He's just like one of Balazar Getty's uh, friends or whatever.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. 97, he was in that. That was That's when that came out. you think he'd gotten a bigger role. He just must have wanted to work, You know, be in the film. Probably because well. it was David Lynch, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Like I like I, I think there's like two scenes like he shows up him is, and his friend he's got he's got like greasy hair and leather jacket and he's like hey you want to come out uh, get a get a beer with us whatever and they're like they're at this bar for like a scene with these girls but um no yeah and then then he did the uh, actually I actually it was one of those like buy one get one free sales last year but I actually bought the mod squad movie oh with yeah him yeah the, the,
1: like, the remake Elmar movie episode, yeah. whatever yeah. and i rewatched
2: yeah. it and like it wasn't great but it was like uh it's, it was, okay, it's okay it was actually. better yeah it was better than i remembered it was just it was, it was a nostalgia like 90s movie but i liked his character yeah. in it how he was like the fuck up in it but yeah i've just always loved boiler room like boiler Room is probably my favorite oh my god yeah
1: i uh i actually i watched it like maybe two three times when it first came out like i rented it and mm-hmm. um i i believe it or not i really liked it it had nothing to do with that um I just haven't. Uh, I haven't watched it since. so yeah, we, I'd like we, to revisit we it. We got a yeah. cover
2: because I, I still got the theatrical poster. My buddy was working at a movie theater at the time. He got me oh, a wow. poster. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, so uh, Pony, the the guy that they mm-hmm. went to high school with, and he he's become kind of like a shitty low level rock star now. He shows up in his limo, yeah. and uh, uh, Parker Posey plays Erica, his publicist. Who they just always love Parker Posey, but like, yeah, this is kind mm-hmm. of like uh, another. What do you call it? Uh, returning from uh, from uh, Days and Confused. Parker Posey was in Days and Confused. So was so yep. was Nikki Cat who played Tim. He he played like the greaser bully who like beat up the one Oh kid. yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like he's barely in it, but yeah. It smells like someone smoked reefer. Yeah, he's like, what? Yeah, what, what are you saying? Me, and my friend, smoke reefer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. this The, the strongest smell. He's like, what, what are you saying about me, geek? What? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. P- what are you talking about, Chief? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's on the. We, we, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, yeah, I think
2: we're going to have to cover Days and Confuse oh, or yeah, something. We're going sure. to get in
1: some more Link for later sure. as well. So
2: yeah. this might be like the anniversary year too, because I think that might if... have been a 1993 film. I think. Well, let me look. Let me look. <sighs> there, uh, like Breathless like, as well, dude. Like I didn't. Even, it didn't even dawn on me to say it. 93. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I was like scrolling back. I hadn't listened to the episode, but I think you were with Trev. You guys did like uh, best films of 1983. And I was like, I wonder if they talked to, I wonder if you mentioned Breathless or not. Uh, I don't even
2: remember. I think I did, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I think. But yeah, I like this conversation between Jeff and Pony. It's like so awkward. And like Pony's like, Yeah, you should do that, man. You should write songs. And Jeff's like, You think I really should write? And he's like, Oh, write what? And he's like, he just got done telling, him like, yeah, you should write songs, Jeff. <laughs> like, right. Like, well, like, I, it's like weird. Like, I get this get this vibe. Like at first, you get this vibe, like where
1: he's like, yeah, I'd like to read some of those. You should let me read some of those. Yeah. And um, and I'm just like, what is he trying to like steal his stuff or whatever? Because he's like not creative or whatever. But then he's like, yeah, sometime, but not right now. <laughs> Like, I guess he's just feeding him a line of bulls. I know. He he is. He's just trying to make small talk. Well, you see, too,
2: how he perks up when Suze comes in. Which, by the way, Suze shows up in this Jeep Cherokee, which, like, you never see this car again. Like, it never factors in. And it's like she comes back with, true. The, with the car. And yeah. it's like weird because there's so many different points in time where like either she would drive away in it or like like it just seems like it, it, it would have been needed later on. But you just – you don't even see a shot of that car ever again. It's weird. That's
1: true. I never I didn't even think about – I did think about that earlier watching. I'm like, well, didn't she need to like come back and get her Jeep or if like, right. you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, because the thing that's weird about it too is like they – the first time they show her in the movie, she goes to her mom is like, Oh, can I take the car tonight? And she's like, No car. And she's like, Oh, why not? So it's just like, Okay, like it just makes no sense.
1: Yep, Days and Confused is 93. So yeah. it's, it's the, uh, it's anniversary year for yeah. it. So uh, now we have to cover it. Yeah. So. Not to mention it's like, one of the greatest na- I, I, like, I don't care what anybody says it's like it's definitely in the top 10 of the greatest movies made in, in oh, yeah. the like, 80s I mean
2: I liked it when it came out I remember for some reason I don't remember seeing it in theater I remember it written on a video maybe like a couple years after it came out and I was like I think I was like maybe past high school years by that point because that movie came out like probably right yeah right in the middle when I was in high school and I saw hmm. it, and I was just like, "Yeah, man! Like it just was so like remind me of high school shit so much."
1: And even Quentin Tarantino, I heard him talking about on uh, in some interview or something. He's like, "Oh, it's okay. oh!" When he was taught, when he was put um, pushing once upon a time, he's like, "Yeah, the great hangout movies of the of the of the eras." Uh, and Dazed and Confused is like number one hangout movie. He considers that to be like the number one hangout movie ever made.
2: I could see that, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm just surprised he didn't pick something like older, honestly,
1: I don't you know I like he really well, uh isn't that is it is that a Miramax film, or no that's no, a it's a universal no.
2: film, actually,
1: but you, it's kind of ironic though that a lot of those actors from that movie went on to work for I, Miramax, I know dude. it is weird, yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know, I was thinking today, like, uh, or not even today, just like, I don't know, the past week or whatever. It's like, I don't know, as shitty as Harvey Weinstein is, like, and everyone hates him. And, like, yeah, he's, like, not a very good guy. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, some of my favorite
2: movies in the 90s were Miramax made films. Yeah, you know, I get it. It was a serious topic when all that shit came out a couple years ago. But it's like. I, I hate it when people try to rewrite, like, like we need to get rid of those films forever, destroy them, never watch them again, a, a rapist made them, I was like, well, first of all, no, he didn't, the writers, directors, yeah. the actors, the producers actually right. made those fucking movies, but, like, second of all, it's like, you know, it's like, you 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 do a crime, like, you do whatever, you pay the price for it, you go to jail, the guy's gonna die in jail, it's just like... Mm-hmm cinemas forever like when that fucking right. piece of shit is dead and gone then nobody's gonna even care there's, anymore those movies still be
1: talking about these
2: films yeah, yeah yeah
1: like and it's like you know it's so fucked up because you watch these like fe- tarantino's not really that bad like no. he's he's willing to admit like yeah this fucking guy gave me like my fucking career if it wasn't for this guy like i'd probably no he doesn't say that in those words but kevin smith yeah. It's like, dude, nobody would even. You'd still be working at the Quick Stop, motherfucker. Like nobody even like. And I don't nobody even was going to buy clerks yeah.
2: except Harvey Weinstein, dude. Right,
1: like no, and somebody had to like tell him to keep watching the movie. He was like bored. Yeah, he's like, like what is he, yeah. So, but like, I just like how like you watch old featurettes and like, man, when they're like getting nominated for Academy Award or like, I think it's Quentin Tarantino. I was watching a featurette and the first one he goes up and gives a hug to is Harvey Weinstein. Of course. (laughs) course. You know, the featurette was made way before, you know, the crimes, and it's just like, yeah, it's clear this guy, like, definitely Quentin Tarantino, and, yeah, Robert Rodriguez, and Kevin Smith, like, we wouldn't even
2: be talking about these fucking
1: guys if it wasn't for, you know, Miramax, so.
2: Everybody's so uh, impressed with Pony's um, limousine, except for Tim, of course. Tim's always pissed off. But I liked it where, where, where uh, Buff was uh, hitting on the Erica chick and then it made that BB chick because he just hooked up with that BB chick like maybe 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Like it made her like all like cold and like, uh, oh, like, I thought this guy liked me, but he just turns out he yeah. just wants to fuck every girl. You know what I mean? Which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when <laughs> you're like 20 years old or whatever you're yeah. supposed to be, like, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's how most people are like it, you know, for better or worse.
1: Also I wanna mention on um, I don't know how well you can see it. I mean you can probably see it pretty good, but like I can really see how like shitty and worn ponies fucking like he bought that at like yeah. a second hand store. It's like on his last leg, that that leather jacket. It's like Indiana it like Jones worn shit. out fucking yeah. jacket. Yeah, dude, it's like way worn
2: out. I mean, obviously I'm not gonna say that there wasn't young women with uh, emotional problems and shit like that. You know, back then, but like, like I like the way like that girl got so dejected when Buff was trying to hit on Erica or whatever. Like, I remember the opposite. I just remember when I was that age. Like, the girls were. It was actually the girls that were like, more giant whores than even the guys were. Yeah. Still, I think they still are. Yeah, like, like, like I didn't take place in this, but I've known two different friends who totally took place in the just swapping out like with the girl like fucking two two guys and a girl hanging out like one guy goes to get beer one guy has sex with her later on the other guy goes out or leaves the other one has sex with her and it's just like chicks of that age range is like i don't know what it's like now like i don't know what it's like i think it's probably actually probably worse now with all the online yeah. porn and shit but you yeah. if you were in the like i went to college in the very late 90s the last couple years of the 90s and, and believe me women were fucking spreading it everywhere people out there are listening like where are these women at i need yeah, one I spread it
1: on. i don't care if there's cum dripping out of it from another man i don't <laughs> i'll eat it
2: yikes some yikes.
1: desperate
2: anyway. and you know what's fucked up is like like i wasn't really into all that shit i mean i definitely hid my shenanigans but like i was like kind of put off by all that to be honest with you i was just like
1: like fucking prude. Yeah, prude. like I mean,
2: I wasn't trying to date virgins or anything, but it's like at the right. same time, it's like, who oh, and like there's like one girl I was trying to date, and I was even like a little bit older, and she was a little bit younger, and like I was just like, oh yeah, went out, like probably going to go out again next week. We we're planning something, and then like everybody's coming. Like she was at this party and she blew this guy, and I'm like, oh god, like was that when
1: you're working at the video store? It was.
2: It was. I it, that's knew what. It. That's, all those fucking girls like li- literally I think I spent more time talking to girls at that job than I did fucking shelving videotapes man that's, that's the awesome it was. man it was I'm not kidding you I had a better quote even though I wasn't in college anymore I had a better quote unquote college experience working two years at a video store than I did going three years at college honestly
1: hey man, so people like Quentin know made careers out of their dude. video store fucking early days so yeah mm. I know you went you went out to Hollywood with those dreams, huh? Of course, that's the only reason <laughs> I went to Hollywood. But like, uh, you know, now like you've been telling me like a little bit. You said that you know this was like you were doing scenes from this film or whatever. Yeah, or what like acting f- class. From an acting so class. So did you go out to
2: Hollywood and... to uh, be an actor? Actually, no, Horror not at all. Or... I was I was like done with acting at that point. I was actually okay. never really. This is the thing that's so 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 fucking stupid, bat. Okay. So I took acting classes just because there really was no directing classes. You know what I mean? So I yeah. just took acting classes to kind of understand, you know.
1: Oh, no. I mean, all like A lot of the big directors tell you that you should do that. Especially,
2: like, not even just as a writer, too, as well. Screenwriters. And I, I took other theater <laughs> classes. I just wasn't really in the theater. And I wasn't even though we had a good theater program at my college. um, I wasn't really into like, there was a few times to get credit. I had to go and help break down stages and shit. And I just didn't like the people that were in the theater thing. Like it just wasn't, it was, it, it just was like, it, to me, it was just like more of like a hokey summer camp type of feel seeing a group of people, whatever. And like, there was girls around for sure, but, but, but not, not that many. It like, you know, it, you know, not to be negative, but it was like probably 70% gay guys. If it would have been seventy percent girls, like yeah, I would have been You'd acting. Have been all I would, yeah, I would have been. But <laughs> like just just the rest of the school, like I was more around girls in my regular quite like my English classes, than I was in my theater shit. Um, but like no, yeah, I, I did the the acting classes, and I did other ones too. Like I did a script analysis class. That was probably my favorite one besides acting classes. And I did some other shit. That was just like, but I wasn't trying to be a theater major, like was that,
1: that uh did you do that out west or was that in the middle no that was
2: yeah that was that was a uh, cincinnati that was northern kentucky yeah. university oh okay which is yeah. which is blown up now like when i went it was still kind of like a commuter school like it's a full like they just built so many more dorms do they got a, a film for
1: like an actual film
2: program now or what i don't you know i don't know like there was some yeah i should have done it like i was stupid i should have done it they did have some like I don't know if they were using avid or what but it was like more of the really advanced radio television courses and i did i did dip my toe into radio and television courses but i didn't work up to the video editing part but i was just kind of like i was like i was like i don't know and i remember i would always walk by the editing bays and i would peek in and watch people and like i guess they gave they gave them like sample things they were always editing the same clips from highlander the tv show and i thought that was fucking hard. like it was clearly something they licensed you know like a video library thing they licensed. Mm. And I was just like I don't know, and um, uh, like yeah, I should have got more involved with the on-campus radio station too. Because a few times with like me, because me and my buddy, I, I guess I should explain like like we we did a cable access show for probably about a year, and like oh, half wow. the time yeah. we just we just literally walked around the campus and we went in the buildings and we went in and interviewed people and talked to people and shit. It was called Get Some, by the way. But oh, um, sweet title, yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, like so we actually like would talk to a lot of people around the school who like we didn't even individually know and then like eventually like we kinda wore our, our welcome out with the theater oh. people. We got in trouble, we got kicked out of some plays and shit. But um but yeah, like that's pretty much what I did and then like when I dropped out, like like right when I dropped out too, like I was, you know, half in, gonna come back and I, I actually re enrolled, but I just never went back. Um I helped do some things with some, I put some proposals together for some budgets and shit for the, um, the, the, cause the, the, what do you call it? Like the on air, like, like when I was actually there, like there was like campus cable basically, but it was just okay. like, like they would just show movies and shit. And like, I went in and like helped a proposal to, uh, and like, basically I just went in and like, you know, spoke in front of a board and shit. To to get and this was like I wasn't even in the school anymore but I but I did help them get more funding and they actually did get programs like that whatever that next school year like like the students were actually filming their own shows again and shit and putting them on the camp because because when, when I was there I just went like my show was on in the dorms my cable show but it was just through the local cable channel it wasn't actually through the dorm feed and uh mm. yeah so it's it's like i just i just was a, it was a bad timing like if i would have stayed in school i would have kind of reaped those benefits of like the school getting and it seemed like they had shit before because they had a legit tv studio that we would go into unauthorized and just fuck her. dude everything on this campus back then it's probably not like that now with key cards and shit but everything was unlocked like if i wanted to bad i could have went in there and stole like twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment and shit <laughs> you should have <laughs> I probably you should have
1: started your film group yeah right i probably really should have <laughs> But it's yeah. like, yeah,
2: and like, you know, instead of going home and editing between the show between two VCRs and shit. But
1: is that what you were doing it with? Jesus that's Christ. what I was going
2: with it, bro. And, Dude, um, they
1: couldn't even, they couldn't, because I mean, there was like editing yeah. uh, software back
2: then, right? Like, well, uh, it was, it was funny because uh, we were on in two different areas of town. We were on in Ohio and then Northern Kentucky. And for the North, the Ohio one, it was just like, we walked into the cable station and they're like, just give us your tapes. We just come you, in. You week wouldn't week. let you edit
1: because they had editing fucking bays or they could have had a guy When we got started, for, no, but, but, the, but
2: the Northern Kentucky one, they're like, in order to have a show on the air, like you. The, you have to get certified so they made yeah. us do some shit like they made us do some courses where we had... but the editing was so clunky i'm like this would take me like literally three to four times longer to edit our show than just the two vcrs so i just always would go home and edit it with the two vcrs and i always remember the chick that like ran the thing like she'd always be kind of dismayed when we came in she was nice but she was just like okay another episode to get some okay we'll put it on <laughs> but what was cool though dude was like we would bring it and some, like, we would try to do an episode every week, but sometimes it was hard. And if we we if we didn't have a new episode for a week or two, they would just rerun that shit, dude. Oh, so, like, okay. every, everybody that was, like, on my college campus, because the, the last semester I was in school, we got an apartment there on campus, which sucked because it was a dry campus but um uh, so we had a sneak beer and fucking try not to get arrested and shit but uh <laughs> but yeah it's like everybody knew us dude like if we would have been doing that longer and especially if like you know we would have stayed around when the uh, my buddy left he went to the coast guard i just dropped out and uh, uh right after i dropped out that's when i got the computer and camera and shit and started doing my short films and stuff so mm. from that point it was just like i'm like i'm a filmmaker i was like doing shit and my short films were in local film festivals and shit so i'm just like. And then I made my first feature film and then I was like, I'm just ready to go to L.A. now. And then like I went to L.A. and then I was just, you know, like I did a lot of cool shit like we like me and Phil D's, We did cool shit, but it's just like just money and time and just ran out of time and money. And then I had to get a real job and then my real job relocated me to North uh, Northern California. And that's just where I've been stuck for like the last whatever, 10, 12 years. So we got, we should probably
1: comment on this. Mm. Uh, Jeff
2: is like flipped out. He's like,
1: yeah. had it with ponies fucking. And <laughs> yeah, fucking jam. Well, he's it's so obvious, too, that it.
2: Jeff's girlfriend's getting so wet for pony. Yeah. And it's making it work. What he's doing, he doesn't understand it. It's making it
1: worse. He's like, getting more wet. I like that they're sitting on the this
2: sweet and... ass Fiero convertible. I was, yeah. like, looking, I was like, oh, fuck, that car's so cool. And it's just like, it was, that car was probably only about 10 years old when they filmed this movie. But yeah it, it's it, like you kind of get it the idea more as the movie goes along because like when pony first shows up and he's just talking to jeff it's all awkward and shit but he gets all excited when Suze comes along who's jeff's girlfriend and it's just like pony really only came back to this thing because he called her saying hey i'm going to be in town and shit you know maybe yeah. we can hang out whatever he just really came back to try to scoop up jeff's girlfriend <laughs>
1: And deny Jeff ever had anything to
2: do with the band. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jeff (laughs) started the band. He's like, well, no, you were there for a couple times jamming, but you didn't really. Well, not really. (laughs) He's such a douchebag. He is. I fucking hate Pony. Like, I don't think Pony is as big of a douche as, like, they're like, oh, God, Pony, that fucking dork and shit. But, But he is a fucking douche for sure. Yeah. See that? See that? That story I told kids: If you're a young person and you have dreams, you're just gonna wake up one day and you're gonna be middle aged, and then you're gonna freak out, and then you're gonna stop buying Blu-rays. That's the moral of this lesson. <laughs> I feel like this episode's more about me than it is about this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, well I mean, you know, that was like abruptly. Like I was like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And you're like, I'll, i Well, first of all, when um, uh, Linnea Quigley's horror workout uh, got announced. Yeah. Uh, quite it was like last year you seemed real interested in buying it i could have sworn <laughs> like yesterday that must like, have been back when i had the collection. fever. yeah yeah and uh that was announced a while ago and then i wondered actually i think it was announced maybe maybe it was announced in 2021 i don't remember it but was a while uh back, yeah. it was quite a while and then i'm like what the fuck and then like i guess there were some problems and now like it's on track or whatever by uh fuck i don't even know they put out like cd or uh records to or whatever whatever that label they're real obscure boutique anyway to the point i don't even remember who the fuck they are but anyway if you just search work you know lenae quigley's wor- horror workout blu-ray uh you you'll be able to find them so yeah. anyway I've, i'm like hey this is finally coming out and you're like i ain't buying buy and then i'm like huh was I was i, was I tripping like i could yeah. have sworn you were really enthusiastic you're like i wouldn't buy that and i'm like well i mean you know there's you bought worse. Oh, I bought, like, I way, bought worse. way worse. I
2: bought way worse. <laughs> I, I got a hot copy of Gorp sitting, a, a summer oh. camp film with Dennis Quaid sitting in a box yeah. over here.
1: But no, I I was like, yeah, what do you think? You know, this is coming out, and you're like, all right, buying shit. I'm and I'm like, what the fuck, and you're pretty yeah. much like, yeah, I don't know. I've had a midlife crisis now, and uh, yeah. well, I didn't really say that, but you know, like, I got this, like, oh, wow, well. Hey, you know, as opportunist I am, I'm like, Hey, well, you know, if you, if you want to make some room, you can always yeah. send that the care package of, um, this, this, this. I'll put my but but
2: it's not even like that. Like it's not like I. The, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's not like I'm dumping my collection. It's, it's not yeah. just like oh boohoo. Like I don't care about anything. Like like I, like it, it it has been hard to concentrate the last couple months. Like I just my mind has been elsewhere. But like especially lately, like running through those Gyllenhaal flicks and those Ryan Gosling flicks and just getting them so really just watching more Kino. Like mm-hmm. like I still love going in and pulling shit off the shelf. It's not like you know.
1: Well, you know, I've, you know, I've had like little whatever. I mean, <clears throat> I think when I sold my collection originally, it was just like, I don't know, it was just material. It was just like this thing about materialism yeah, and stuff like that. And now I'm like more materialistic than like, I don't know It's this was just like, anytime you're like making good money or something, you're like, ah, I get it and
2: like yeah thing, when you're yeah. broke you hate materialism but when you oh, have money yeah. and, and you have no <laughs> emotional thoughts about it. that's what's weird about money is like when you don't have it you think about it all the time yeah and then when you're yeah. doing like just okay and you got a roof over your head like then it's like whatever
1: yeah i think that so but like yeah no i mean i have went through these like periods where i'm just like i don't know this is, it's not really even ever been like i've never like went like oh, I don't, I, I've spent too much time watching movies. I remember, like, me and this buddy were hanging out at this hippie chick's house. This was, like, back when I was a teenager. And uh, she had, like, hitchhiked all over out west, and, like, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we were having, like, we are sitting in her living room um, having a film conversation, and I remember she was, like, uh, I just don't understand how you guys could just care about that. Like, there's so much going on in the world, like, blah, blah, blah. And I just, like, looked at her, and I'm, like, you know, we like where we live, where I live is, like, what else do you have here and like i mean i've kind of fallen back into that like yeah Yeah. it's not super exciting here so like you really your escape is uh through films or whatever yeah Yeah. and then when i lived down in the city i think i watched like i didn't watch as much but i've always had a passion um for cinema and stuff like that and of course then i started going to like um art house theaters more and um i've always been into Kino. i mean if you if anybody listened to my previous podcast or uh, exploited cinema you'd think oh this guy I only watches like bottom of the barrel trash shit but like <laughs> yeah, no. no i always maybe that's what i think you thought that too like oh bet doesn't like anything with substance
2: yeah. or that, that's, why no, I'm, no. I'm, that's why i'm glad the movie graveyard pulled the Kino side out of you oh it's not even that i've always and i
1: mean i've yeah. let that slip if you listen to enough ec you know like when i stay you know you listen to it and people ask like oh well, what's your favorite film and i'm like uh Clockwork Orange, but Kubrick's my favorite director. I mean, you got to know that I'm I'm interested in films with substance. I just, yeah. uh, I think my whole thing with watching exploitation films is just like, uh shocked when i really because i'd seen a lot of it but i just didn't realize how much uh trashy like stuff where you're just watching you're like how did they who gave them money to like make a film like it just seems so bizarre to me and i got addicted to Mm. uh tracking these real weird obscure movies with just like fucking just the sleaziest slimiest content going on and like and believe it or not, there's a lot of lot of that type of stuff made, uh, especially during the nineteen seventies and into the eighties. So But I just think it's great. Like, um I don't, you know, I'm not I know, we're not we should be talking about this film, but um Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I just
2: like these little scenes like when they go to the yeah. Chinese food place in their clothes and they're like, just make us some food. Just like, I don't know why, like but th- th- that's, that's kind of, like, my thing, Bet, like, the last, like... So it's been going on for a few years. Me and Boo talk about this, too. Like, like we just like movies about people now. Like, I don't really yeah. need all the spectacle and bullshit. I just... Just little scenes like this of, like, how they convince the lady, like, oh, Pony's on MTV, you should make him some food, you know? And the, and she's like, he's on TV? And then TV. they start
1: talking about shooting a music video there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I just... Yeah. I
2: don't know. It's like... That's the thing, too. And, and like, honestly, like, you know... um, because there's a lot of irrational parts of it, but, like, the biggest part of, I think, my midlife crisis was just realizing I was never really going to do anything creative again. And I was just like, that really bummed me out. But it's like, if I were to even make another movie, it just would be, like, shit like this. It would just be conversations and scenes and characters that nobody gives a fuck about. (laughs) Well, I mean, coming back to that, because, like, I've been on... uh...
1: You know, I've been on kind of more getting I've been I've always kind of done something, you know, with the magazine and stuff, which I've been sl- kind of slacking on that. Um, I need to get fucking shit caught up. I've got a, have got like pretty much everything. I just need to like sit down and lay it out and everything. And I've been just like I used to be really good about that stuff. but now I've been kind of like. Uh, not really. Well, yeah, procrastinating and like I don't know, I've like yeah, my motivation and like vision and stuff like um has been like really lacking. But no, I've been on like a Quentin Tarantino uh, kick lately and um i t- i don't know i told you i bought that reservoir dogs uh screenplay right, um, not the yeah. book one actually like one that was i think sent out or whatever because it came from san francisco and it looks like scripts that somebody would get from the studio or somebody would be sending out so it's yeah. like uh definitely
2: yeah, it looks from like a, era, it, you know it looks like a working script for sure
1: yeah i don't think that they shot on it because he had another draft that came out in 91 um i think it was uh july of 91 and this is from october of 90 but then um when i looked at that screenplay uh i saw like uh some pages of the screenplay in the book version and i believe that actually that's the one that they published mm-hmm. um in the books because i don't know there was a time but you know i've been like reading because i mean i you know i'll admit it like uh he is a Tarantino is a great screenwriter and and inevitably uh, at the end of the day if he hadn't uh, become a director he would be a screenwriter uh, he would be uh, still heavily involved in Hollywood and films um, because he was already selling scripts
2: right
1: and um, and he is a good screenwriter like uh, you sit down and read that Reservoir and it's literally just about everything in that screenplay like made it on screen. Like I sit and I read screenplays and stuff like that, and yeah, not everything. And like the dialogue, no, no, no. Pretty much all the dialogue is identical, at least on the crucial scenes. There are some, uh, there are some changes, and then like where your actors will um, ad lib some stuff, and it's just like better that way. But um, so I was reading um, his from Dusk Bond screenplay. And, dude, I've come to the conclusion that, like, that's his best dialogue ever. The oh, uh, I, Seth Gecko yeah. fucking dialogue is, like, the most, like, I don't know. That's probably why he's retiring because he's like, I can't fucking write dialogue like I was back mm-hmm. in the night, you know, early night. And I guess that's his first script he sold. He yeah, made a. Was- uh, Fifty originally
2: fifteen hundred dollars? Yeah, fifteen
1: hundred. Listen though, he makes that fifteen hundred dollars go, and he quits video archives to become a full-time writer. I'm thinking to myself, what? That's like one page. That's like a month's worth of wages for me now. Like I don't know. Maybe that was like five months worth of wages in like eighty-nine, ninety. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah, like it's not his first screenplay he's written, but it's like his first screenplay that he he's got money for. Yeah. And, and it's his best dude, it's his best fucking dialogue. Like the whole thing, like it starts to like break down, um, the second half when they get to the bar and stuff. Like a lot of that dialogue is not, uh, some of it was ad-libbed. Um, but like the dialogue is like, and then, um, sex machine and frost are like, uh, like frost isn't even a very big character in sex, but basically sex machine is frost. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like he's, he's a, he's the trucker. Yeah. And, uh, his like, so that dialogue got fleshed out like later on like a later draft, but yeah, everything where it's like a fucking bank robber movie before it turns into a horror movie is fucking brilliant. And that's another thing too. I realized about that is that that is an exploitation film because you think you're watching a bank robbery movie. And then all of a sudden it turns into a vampire film. Dude, and... dude
2: I, I was so obsessed <laughs> with that film, dude. Like like that's the movie I've seen in theaters the most. I remember I saw it like four times in theaters. Wow. bought yeah. I bought that script while it was still in theaters. Like, yeah, like fucking, I love that movie, man. And like for the longest time, I couldn't get anybody to be enthusiastic. People would be like, eh, well, it's. Well, oh, I've always
1: loved it, man. Yeah.
2: yeah, but
1: if that's something you want to talk about this summer too, I think it, I think yeah. we should. Well, Because uh, I don't want to run talk through all me.
2: the Tarantino movies in order, too. Honestly have you covered any i haven't covered any dude zero wow yeah wow yeah that's crazy well yeah no
1: i was was also thinking back because i bought that box set used not brand new the one where with him holding the super 8 camcorder the big i don't know it was like what is it before uh django came out i think Um, so yeah (laughs) Anyway, I know you said you don't have it
2: because you imported a lot of the films, but like, yeah, I, told you I what... had all the copies for years <laughs> before. Like, they're most, mostly, I think, Danish imports. Okay, and yeah, they I think it was in
1: that set, though, right? Um, what came in that set? Uh... It's up to Ingloria. Is it Ingloria? Yeah, it's up to Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Uh, well, because at the time, I mean, that's it all was like
2: I... Tarantino Twenty or whatever it was called.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, eight films, but one of them is True Romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it doesn't even make any sense, because, again, I've been going back and, like, hitting everything up. So I'm like, okay, um, uh, why isn't – okay, Four Rooms isn't in there. That's a Band Apart production, actually. Yeah. It Because right I, I just watched it. You know, like I said, I've been on a kick, so I went I had back the VHS to watch Four
2: Rooms. Oh yeah, oh, is it? but you got—you said
1: you imported
2: it, right? Yeah, I imported about uh... a year ago, but it's region locked though. It's like a German region locked import. Yeah,
1: the German is, but the Japanese one is not. Okay. And so anybody out there for whatever fucking—I actually I was reading around and I think that that's another one um, that Weinstein owns. Probably yeah. is why that one didn't get a release. I think he personally owns that fucking movie. And Dude, that's why it's the, in the the, fucking, area.
2: the the witches scene with fucking, I think it's Jennifer Beale, Madonna. They're fucking, that scene is hot, man. You can beat it you to know, that scene. The, the, the reviewers of the time, I think it was like Ebert said that like,
1: uh, basically the best, the best, uh, segment is Rodriguez's actually, which I, it's okay or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. I get it. But, like, the first two uh, segments are terrible and unwatchable. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? I was like, yeah, they're not my favorite. Like, yes, I do prefer, you know, Tarantino and Rodriguez's. But, I, you yeah. know, being a fan of that episode of uh, of um, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah, with the lighter. Um Yeah, that's like that. And uh, to Lamas. I can't believe to, Tarantino uh, just Water stole that shit, dude. He did. He says, he says yeah. that. No, he said, he yeah. Yeah, like... it. yeah, he talks about it. But, like. And that's probably one of his best acting. That's like he's playing himself in that in that fucking film. He like I like I watched it the other day and I'm like, dude, this is you. Like this, this Mm -hmm. you're not playing because he is like a director Mm -hmm. or whatever. He's just playing himself. Like uh, and then uh, Bruce Willis has got the greatest fucking line of his entire fucking career. He's like, oh, what do you want me to do? Like go out and run over some kids. It's like fucking after midnight like the balls already dropped what yeah. fucking my buddy would always laugh about like what kids are out
2: playing riding their bikes i know <laughs> <laughs> riding their bikes, I, mean. I, I gotta okay. say getting back to suburbia real quick this is one of my favorite kind of subplots <laughs> of the movie that that erica chick who grew up rich in bel-air or wherever it was like she's attracted to this greaseball tim guy and he totally puts the moves on her and he, he kind of psycho fucks her like he psychologically fucks her like he's like let me get this right you're the rich girl who's this this and then she's like oh it's like she gets all turned on that like you know so she she actually stays behind to 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 kind of like whatever and he takes her to the van to fuck her but he he can't get a boner because he's so drunk and like i know that probably the movie you know because tim's the bully and he's the biggest asshole but i mean it's like dude this dude has been slamming whiskey and beer for the last eight fucking hours like yeah i've been there dude like when i was young too and i was thin and i was in shape like when you when you're when you're not like super heavy and you're whatever and like the alcohol is actually hitting you man like whiskey whiskey dick is real it's it's not (laughs) there's there there's no shame in it dude i've been there
1: but yeah no. parker posey's character's uh pretty much uh, essentially slumming it there yeah
2: Uh, yeah. and she really slums it even more later
1: apparently
2: yeah oh buff (laughs) yeah yeah. It, yeah i like the two where buff's like i get this enormous appetite when i'm drunk and he just starts shoving the chinese food in his fucking <laughs> mouth with his hands and the next thing you know he's puking all over the side of the limo
1: yeah this is a bad sign for jeff when uh yeah. pony rock star dude's got she's wearing his leather jacket yeah. like that means it's over dude for your girl well, he was long
2: gone because he's like Jeff's like could you pull I know over he and took take a piss and he just runs it. down the hill and go, goes away fucking walks all the way back I that that reminded me me of myself too, is I would fucking do that when I would be out with people and I wouldn't like the way it was going and shit. Like I would just you fucking just walk. leave. I yeah, I would just leave, <laughs> dude. And then be like, "What happened to you?" What are? it's like, oh you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is where the movie gets, and I, and I meant to say too, because it's kind of earlier too. But like really here, like there's this is some good cinematography bat. Like this is very yeah. creepy feeling where Jeff comes back and he finds BB and she's sitting at the looking at the bottle of whiskey and it's still sealed and she just like kinda of look at it and like this this is the scene where she explains like what's going on because he's like, Oh, you know, you ain't gonna drink that, let me have some. So he just starts drinking it right in front of her. And then like this is where you find out what's been going on with her character this whole time. So like however old she is, early twenties is probably what these characters are, is that her parents sent her to rehab cause she was getting drunk too much and she uh, broke the VCR when she was drunk. And like it was basically, she describes it as being in prison. So she's constantly like, I guess in fear or like, she feels like she's fucked up and broken and like, she just doesn't want Like, I guess she got psychologically damaged from being forced into rehab. But, uh, I actually like, like once, once I saw it, cause I kind of forgot this whole subplot. Like, there's a big yeah. chunk of this middle of this movie that I kind of like, the first 30 minutes of this movie is kind of what I always remembered the whole movie being, but no. Oh, it's yeah. Like, like yeah. this is really the Bogosian, like, dark shit coming in here. And, um,
1: well, it's indicative of the, like, era. Like, we see it more in, like, the early to mid 90s. Uh, a lot of films will have, like, these, like, or, like, the whole film would be just be like this. And, like, I don't know. Some of them I couldn't get. I couldn't get down with but uh no I love the light like you like not just the cinematography but the uh, the lighting yeah. is uh really impressive here. Um
2: the, the moonlight coming through those leaves so you mm. see the flitter. Like this almost looks like a scene yeah. from like the original Halloween movie. It's so so yeah, atmospheric. Yeah. And then, like, Jeff is, like, he doesn't have a whole lot to say. He's just kind of listening to her. And, like, he's taking it because he's, like, about the only person that really has emotion. Which, like, if you really look at this scene between these two, like, this is the girl Jeff should have been dating. Mm-hmm.
1: Like,
2: they yeah. probably, they really had a more deeper relationship. Like, Suze isn't, like, a bitch or anything. Like, I actually like Suze, but she's yeah. she's just clearly on her art tip and, like, her artistic whatever endeavors. And she doesn't really have time for a real um, uh, relationship with anybody, I don't think.
1: Well, we did, I guess we didn't get into it, but we get, like, the shot of uh, Sue's hanging out and she's in her little art studio at her house mm. uh, when she's, like, uh, wanting to borrow the the um. car or whatever from her fucking mom watching fucking TV. Soap watching the TV on
2: top of a TV. Remember that one? Yeah, cool yeah shit. very white
1: trash-ish <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff going on. But, yeah, we get uh, a bunch of shots of stuff in her room and, like, um, we get the feeling that like, I don't know, me and you, but well, we didn't mention it, but I'm sure you noticed all this stuff. Like, um, this chick really is real comfortable in 2023, uh, with the me too movement yeah. and, uh, uh, I don't know, cancel everything that's offensive. Like, yeah. so yeah, I'm like, yeah, she is like, I guess she's un- she's likable then. But like this, this woman right here is going to grow up to be a problem. Yeah. And so with with everything and like basically, I'm gonna complain about everything. Maybe even maybe even maybe even a Karen. She might even yeah. Become without a Karen. saying the um, word
2: patriarchy, she was all about bringing down the patriarchy.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't seem like it, but, you know, you can see that her her just her just transformation over the years are going to be more like, no, uh, this is my life now. Mm-hmm. I have to make it my life to correct everything
2: that's politically incorrect on this planet and tell the man that.
0: <laughs> well, what, what, <laughs> you know? What's funny,
2: too, is Jeff has a problem with everything, too, but he goes about it in a different way. He's just like saying, yeah. like, this is like... And then, like he was even arguing, he he's he's that was some of the best dialogue of the movie. It was after she does Burger Burger Manifesto Part One. He, he he's like he's like, what are you trying to make people do? She's like, care, Jeff. He's like, they're going to care about Burger Manifesto Part One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I agreed. I totally agreed with him
1: there, yeah. though. Like, yeah, nobody gives a shit about this. Well, like that was like a thing in the '90s. These performance artist chicks. I don't know. Is it a thing still now? Like, I don't.
2: I don't know. Yeah, you I mean, live probably, in Old probably less so. It's yeah. probably more just like on video, on TikToks and shit. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I think that's just too far. It's definitely
1: not in like very much '90s. Like some of the stuff. And but it, uh, it's, it's, it's it's weird. It comes it's from weird the too. The era, I yeah, guess. like the Pagano yeah. era.
2: But it's weird too because like Steve Buscemi started as a performance artist before he was even acting. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, when he was I know a firefighter. He, he had... That was like what got oh, him okay. into creative shit. He was a firefighter. Yeah. That was his job. But then he would do uh performance art with that Mark Boone Jr. guy.
1: No, I knew I was aware of him being a firefighter um because of uh this the it was an IFC Black exploitation documentary and he's interviewed in it and um he talked about back in the firehouse he like in between like fires or whatever, they used to sit around and watch TV late at night, and he'd watch like a lot of black exploitation stuff or whatever. Yeah. Drinking, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee. So yeah, I just like with... immediately I had like envisioned a young Steve Buscemi hanging out yeah. watching fucking uh coffee and shit. Yeah.
2: yeah, if this movie would have been made like eight years earlier, Buscemi would have been in it. Yeah, that's a good point. He would have played Buffalo huh? probably. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like, oh, this is the guy you want to be like, because Jeff is kind of a pug, too, and just, like, he yeah. just bitches about everything. But I, I do appreciate the Jeff character, that he's at least, like, conscious of, like, how fucked up everything going on is, you know? Like, he doesn't know what the answer is, but he kind of sees, like, the right. pointless shit. Like, here, he's so drunk, he's just, like i'm not afraid anymore he's like i don't care about f- failing because he was feeling really insecure with pony coming around and shit now he's like right. i don't care and like i like he just totally strips off and we get to see giovanni or bc's dangling dick
1: yeah yep. i'm sure the ladies are all about that scene too oh, like, why i don't understand look, how this is like all the cock hungry 40 50 somethings aren't yeah. like demanding this come out
2: i need to see giovanni's cock
1: and hd
2: you know what's sad though is like when he strips off like back when i was young and watching this movie first time he strips off his shirt and shit i'm like oh that's just how every skinny dude looks but now when you look at him you realize he's pretty fucking ripped dude look at his biceps yeah no he is in good shape yeah I, i don't think i could ever do that as an actor Just show my dick like it's not even like an insecure thing it's just fucking weird I like this too, that BB's laughing because he's jumping around showing his dick and she just kind of instinctually grabs the bottle of whiskey and takes a drink and then, like, she realizes she fucked up. Like, she basically relapsed right there. I really like that little part of that scene. Yeah. And there was another scene earlier where they showed BB going home and uh, she, um get some prescription medicine yeah so i was just like i was always wondering like was she like was she overdosing like my like was it the mixing of the alcohol with those pills or was it like was that just an accident or was she intentionally like on a shitload of pills already when this scene happened like
1: i i thought it was intended that she went and got the pills and
2: no, I mean that she might have already ingested them here. Yeah, that's what From I always splinter. thought. I was like, yeah, but I, was, yeah. I, th- I thought she was going to kind of finish her off. So <laughs> I mean, they never say it explicitly, but I always wonder if she was going to kill herself by mixing the alcohol with the pills she took.
1: I just caught that pony's co- clearly kissing on her back and shit. Like, I yeah, I he's in full
2: mode already. Yeah, and like, 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 uh, Tim was up on the roof. He saw that shit. What's
1: that? And... It says uh, skate or pull pud. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. it's really weird though the geography of this like this convenient mart and the rest of these surrounding businesses it's like a whole little shopping center around here it's, it's yeah
1: weird. like strip mall type thing yeah. going on over there it's yeah. like
2: two strip malls kind of right next to each other
1: and then there's uh, a laundromat clearly attached or something here yeah. too
0: yeah.
2: yeah, there is because they're staying outside. I always thought that was funny earlier when BB and Buff were there. Like she clearly just has that boombox like on the ramp to the thing to the laundry room. I was like, what happens if somebody comes out? Like, do you have to move all that shit? <laughs> we didn't talk about Suze's stay lubed shirt. That was like a really cutting edge thing.
1: Yeah, I wonder if she made that herself or I
2: don't know. It's like back when I I used to wear like porn star shirts, there was this company called Porn Star, and the the yeah, t t t t t shirts had porn and hit a star. I used to wear those fucking things to to college, it's probably why I never got laid. (laughs) My two favorite brands when I was in college were Porn Star and Serial Killer Clothing. Guess,
1: uh, guess you dressed quite a bit like buff hair, huh? Pretty much, yeah, exclusively, yeah. Typical 90s film dude. Yeah. W- wannabe Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty yep, much. You, you just Air- described
2: shoes, jeans, fucking goofy-ass t-shirts. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I had an O.J. Simpson t-shirt I would wear to college.
1: Oh, oh the, the uh, mugshot one?
2: I think it, maybe it was. I don't know. Uh,
1: juice okay. on the loose, and it's a fucking football, his, like, fucking rookie year, fucking... Top i think that was remember
2: that. that was your seer killer clothing or porn star but like yeah like like and it said something actually more offensive on that than that i won't say on air what yeah. the shirt actually said but i'll tell you yeah, it's here. just
1: like uh that era like you can still get them uh, yeah. charlie don't
2: surf uh, yeah.
1: uh apocalypse now and that's got charles manson uh, i had one yeah. that
2: said it, had, uh, it was actually <laughs> cool it was it was blue um like a light blue and it has a Spico- black and white picture of Spicoli and it said dope underneath it. Is that when he first jumps out of the van? It when looks like, like, fucking, it, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. he's like super stone looking.
1: Great. Yeah. Tim's great though. Like, uh, he's like, you know, yeah, for a little bit, you believe, of uh, you know, the shit. Mm. Well, I don't want to give it away yet. Yeah. If anybody's, yeah, but, um, like, no, his is just like, his, his character is actually probably the most intelligent character out yeah. of all of them he's like the most uh,
2: dysfunctional but he's the smartest at the same time but oh uh, we didn't really talk i don't know if we mentioned but
1: tim uh has been in a desert storm um yeah. is what i was gathering or he'd yeah. been uh over in the middle east so that's kind of his um why he's racist against
2: uh yeah, he's seen the ex- third world experiences yeah that, that's why he hates the pakistani people is he, he talks about the third world and how dirty they are and shit but if you notice too like like, a lot of times, too, like, they're really confused. Like, they don't even really know who the people are. It's not till late in the movie, he, he, the guy says something about being from Pakistan. But, like, yeah, like, they just stare, totally stereotype, stereotype them as being, like, they're not really sure if they're, like, Indians, Arabs, Pakistan, like, whatever. Like, they don't even really know them. They just hate them because they're foreigners, pretty much.
1: Yeah, he does have that line that he's American and he's fucking deserves something or whatever and like no that's why i say that this would not fit into 2023 because Uh it's just like uh everyone's attitude about white people and like uh thinking that they're owed something or whatever and like i but you know you i think that's still i think that that goes back as far as like early settling of like um colonial types settling here and they like thought that because uh they were some of the first, their ancestors were some of the first settlers or whatever that they owed something and that this was their land. When of course they stole it from the native Americans. I mean, of course. Yeah. So this is, this mentality goes back. Yeah. uh, I mean, this, this was a play in
2: 1994 with the same dialogue. So I mean, it kind of tells you something, you know, how ingrained it was there. I mean, again, like how you said, people just wouldn't want to watch it now. They'd be like, Oh, cancel it. But it's like, That's the difference. It's like the same with something like train spotting. People, people are too fucking stupid. Like they can't, they can't understand when something is endorsing something and when something's just basically discussing the topic. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's also about like okay. So that just made me think about. Um, it was like um, like last month or whatever. I saw Mm -hmm. this article. I guess uh, Spielberg was interviewed. Yeah, I don't know when. And he says he regrets editing out the guns in (laughs) ET. Yeah, and uh, he's like really does. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I regret ever. And he says, I do not think that should ever happen and stuff. Right. And like, rightly so. Thankfully, he realized that. I don't know why these fucking directors keep going back and fucking with fucking with their movies and stuff like that. Like, Argh. like you got one shot. Like, if you want to enhance something, like, do another movie like it or do a sequel or something like that where you do it. But, um, yeah, no, him talk about removing the guns and he went on this whole thing about how they were a part of that time period and like it's a he doesn't condone like all the shootings and shit but he doesn't want to see guns removed from movies because like there's a there's like something that like it's a time capsule and it tells us something about society at that time period and everything and he's right like these are to study and like you don't go back like oh this movie had some racism like i don't you know i'm not a big fan of birth of a nation but like I don't. Think that should be fucking banned or anything like that. Like same thing with um, uh what's the Disney uh, song? Song of the South. Yeah, like, I just yeah, watched they that movie a couple it. months ago. Yeah,
2: they didn't release it though, right? Did they? Or they're they're refusing to. Yeah, the, the one to, that I got or? is like. Um... It's a, it's a, it's really good, but it's like a Spanish bootleg. It's like, yeah. visual quality is great, but it's like they took it from an old beat up. It's like a grindhouse work, not yeah, a work they print, take but it a from, from a thirty-five. Print. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's how like a lot of the Europeans I've come to the conclusion. People are like, "Whoa, that's bootleg," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, they didn't get the master or whatever. Uh, they're basically taking some of them are taking like a really good thirty-five millimeter print and then going in there. They like scanned it and they're doing restoration on that." Mm. Um, which some of these boutiques are like, yeah, there's like no master or whatever, like left. Like we had to take it from a 35 millimeter print and we did our best and those Blu-rays look great. So like, I don't know.
2: Yeah. It's weird. But I mean, I would actually argue this movie in all honesty is an anti-racism film. It just doesn't beat you I over the so. head of it. Cause I mean, yeah. cause, cause, cause really like the last line of dialogue, you know, without spoiling when we get it here in a little bit but like the last line of dialogue comes from the the Pakistani guy Nazir and like he's 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 I mean he's really the most intelligent because he sees these people and he tries to talk to Jeff later on and say hey you're not like the other ones you're smart you know why don't you do something with your life and it's just kind of like yeah it's just like the most intelligent whatever person is like the foreign person that like they're always giving shit to and giving these insults to but it's like that dude actually has more of a life going on than any of them do you know what I mean
1: yeah, we get this weird little thing where she's looking at Jeff, and as he slow motion walks away, yeah. and like you do, like your comment about them being should have been should have been together or whatever, and like I get that, like yeah, but he's too just too fucked up to even realize what's he's going super on drunk or at this point. Yeah. Jeff is, yeah,
2: and like he, walks he wasn't away at the beginning. Was... Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he was thinking smart, he should have known to take that bottle of alcohol away from her, but. But Jeff know, is kind of getting riled up in the shit here, too, though, because, like, Tim is yeah. throwing the spare rib at the window at, at Nazir, and then <laughs> Jeff is like, yeah, man, we should get upset. And Fuck it. And he throws that the... slimy-ass Chinese food on the window. It's like, Jeff wouldn't have done that earlier in the movie where he's more sober, nah. you know?
1: You know, like, dude, we need to chill out here. You know? But he's like, yeah, no, you're right. You make a point. And um, he does also, like, later on, he's... uh. Basically, says that Tim's like his best friend. Like, you think yeah. Buff was, but yeah, I always I thought Buff was Tim his best friend, friend, but yeah, he has this yeah.
2: loyalty to Tim for some reason. And I think yeah. part of it too is because Tim was giving Pony shit. Like, like, like Jeff was trying to stop his girlfriend from going to the hotel with Pony. But and he, and I like that scene too we we skipped over it but like he 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 came to the realization like yeah I am going to go to New York with you you know Cause he so he tells BB he says like yeah. I'm not afraid to go to New York I'm not afraid to fail at least I'll be with Sue's you know and like he tries to tell her and she's like whatever it's too late Jeff you know she just kind of she doesn't much. even let him get it out that's what he wants like she thinks he just wants to go now all of a sudden because she's running away with Pony but it actually wasn't the case at all I like how um
1: uh, not to get off, but I'm not getting off topic again. We're staying on the movie here more. Yeah. Focus down, damn up. it. Um, I like how they're using uh, what is it? Uh, a depth, uh, depth of field lens. There, yeah. where you kind of like the background's kind of like blur- blurry a little bit. Yeah, like I don't think that like gets used street. as much in this HD world because, like, I can always see like the back. I see the purpose of it, yeah. um, because you don't want to show like the the focus isn't like all the fucking store signs and yeah. You, I think you, I saw a Cracker Barrel over there. Yeah, the whole you know? point of
2: pool and focus is so that you're you're looking at giovanni ribisi and nikki cat here you're not supposed but to but modern
1: films are not they're yeah. like a big walking promotional because they yeah. are they're like okay like you see fucking burger king in the back it's like yeah because burger king provided yeah. the food on set well, it's also like... too
2: hd video kind of keeps everything <laughs> in focus the background but i missed that that was like my favorite thing you know one of my favorite things is bat is when people are, like, in a city scene. Like, it was, like, real prevalent in the uh, the rooftop scene of uh, No Man's Land. But I like it when they're, like, in a scene talking and you see the background of the city and, like, all the streetlights and whatever lights like, are just little tiny blurs of light in the background. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's what it's supposed to be. And I think a lot of that was, like, yeah, they
1: didn't – well, at one point you had to, like, get permission, which yeah. doesn't even make any sense why – of like a store like Burger King or something you'd have to get permission it's like motherfucker that's free advertisement for you just them seeing your sign makes people like oh there's White Castles I'm hungry for a slider yeah Yeah, like you're you're I don't get that like and I don't think I don't know if that's even true that you got to get I mean if they're going to like eat at it eat at the restaurant restaurant, probably yeah. yeah
2: I really was always a weird thing with Star Wars toys. You had to get permission to show Star Wars toys in movies. And it's like, you know, some movies really? just didn't give a fuck. But it was just like, what Polter was the Geist. point? Yeah. It was all day and Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. Poltergeist was the head. It was like they ate Star Wars. Toys. All right. We got to talk about this scene now when Tim's in the cop car because he's, yeah. he's just getting arrested for drunken, disorderly conduct, really. Because um, he's been starting shit there all night. But like, he tells Giovanni BC that, you know, he was fooling around with that Erica chick and he just got mad and he. He hit her, and then like this is really good acting too by Giovanni yeah. Bc. He's just like, you hit her? Why'd you hit her, man? And he's like, <laughs> right. and he's like, I just kept hitting her till you know she wasn't moving anymore. So like, this is like really where the dramatic crisis comes into the movie, and like it, I think it's fucking like brilliant because now it turns into like. The next basically 15 minutes of the movie is like all of a sudden, like how you talk about shift shifting the focus kind of. It's like all of a sudden, like we're basically in like River's Edge right now. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Kind of. That's yeah. funny you bring that up. I never. And really like thought this part was part. Because,
2: because, like I said, like there have been a lot of parts of this movie. Like, and I hadn't watched the ending in a while. I was just like, oh, I forgot about this. And like I remember there was like a spooky scene with that van. But like I was like, yeah, yeah. I forgot. So like this was like really kind of working on me last night. I was like, when I was watching this, I was like, damn man. Like I really felt for Jeff. I was like, he's in such a fuck place because like if it's true, if he if Tim uh, murdered Erica, then like even Jeff knowing about it could make him a fucking accessory. You know.
1: Well, I hadn't seen it in quite a few years, and then we were talking about it, and I tracked down this, uh, this, this 720 quality version here because I wasn't going to pay. Uh, what is it? Eight twenty bucks for that damn DVD? That's what it's going for. I'm sorry, just anybody out there. Yeah, I mean, I got it on the back when they had the eleven dollars sale. So. Oh, okay, yeah. but that that DVD uh, that DVD is like from 2018 too. That's why yeah. I, when I was talking to you about this film, I but thought um, it was newer than that. I
2: thought it was like 2021. Like I just I bought it. Like, it's one of it their modern. Out. Yeah, because yeah, it's got that new, like, logo thing,
1: yeah. Warner, Warner Brothers over the back lot. But, um, no, yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I kind of forgot about that whole stuff, too, that, like, subplot. And then I'm like, wait a minute, she's dead? I don't remember her. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, wait, there's a twist. There's, like, this twist thing thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. It was all coming back to me, but, like. Honestly, I don't think I don't think I had seen this. Yeah, since like back in the day, I never I never rented it when it was on like the like I said, I think I saw it on Sundance or whatever. I never rented it when it was on the shelf because I saw it and like and it wasn't because I didn't like it or whatever. But I, I loved it. I yeah. just I, saw I don't know. Yeah, I just was didn't have this urge for like I don't know a long time, and then um, maybe I oh no 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 I take that back. You know why we I brought it up is because it was on Tubi. Okay. And yeah. I watched it on Tubi here not too long ago, and I'm like, shit, man. I'm like, well, where's the – because it looked all right. Maybe Tubi has the 720, too. Probably. Uh, looked kind of decent. So then when I started looking for the Blu-ray, I'm like, what the fuck? There's no Blu-ray. There's just this fucking shitty 2018 DVD that they want 20 bucks for. I'm like – and I'm like, oh, hell no. Warner Brothers? Yeah, no, you guys – no, you guys have gone downhill. I was like, I don't trust it. So, And then yeah. just doing research and looking around and finding out the best – a copy is a 720 digital so it's like hey I really did want to pay you guys money for a blu-ray but since you won't even put this on you could just put the 720 on a blu-ray and call it good I would have bought it like yeah. a Warner I mean that's probably what they do with a lot of the Warner archives shit it's probably like a 720 upscale yeah, just upscale it. You yeah. Tell, yeah. I mean I don't know why this would be perfect that's a Warner
2: archives DVD right you told me yeah Warner archives DVD okay. yeah DVD-R. I mean
1: i mean i'm I'm happy
2: with it happy just having something of suburbia you know what i mean but right but yeah i would i would jump on a blu-ray in a second we got to talk about like where nazir tries to talk to jeff and this is a scene where he tries to tell him hey you're smarter than your friends why don't you do something and like jeff can't really like talk to him because he's in shock because he thinks tim killed erica and then yeah he goes out to the van and like he finds erica's cell phone in the grass and like They kind of cut away, so you're not sure if he went and saw her body or not, but it's like, yeah, it's like basically he was too scared to actually finish looking in the van to see if she was dead in there or not. And, like, this part of the movie, this next couple of minutes, like, it gets really fucking bleak. Like, we do another short montage of, like, the Mm. town, you know, the newspapers being delivered in the early morning. Of
1: suburbia. Yeah. Of the suburban wasteland.
2: Again, just more Kino from Richard Linklater. These little moments that that he does that really sell the suburban, you know. It's
1: interesting because like we get it, we get this like kind of stuff in um, Return of the Living Dead 2 and also in Poltergeist um, Mm -hmm. where these like suburban sprawling neighborhoods are being built and stuff. And it's still happening here. But like pretty much by 2023, all of this has already been built. Yeah. Like now, but it was still in construction even through the night, like late night. Oh, what is it? Slumber Party Massacre. We get that too as well. These developments. Was that what it was? Yeah. These yeah. types of neighborhoods, like, pre- people are probably like, what the fuck is this? I say, yeah, they were built, they were expanding America because uh, people wanted to get out of the damn cities, yep. and so they had to expand this so that people could, you know, 20-minute, 30-minute commute back to the city, uh, you know, but now all the stuff's been expanded. Actually, they're going to have to start doing this again because we're running out of housing.
2: Yeah, we it got a housing out. shortage, big time. Right. And we don't even have enough people to really build houses anymore. No, they got out of the game. They either retired
1: yeah. or, like, I don't know what the yeah. fuck they're
2: doing. And nobody young yeah. wants to bust their ass and build houses anymore.
1: Nobody wants to bust their ass for anything. They're, they they yeah. found out, you know what the funny thing is? And, like, you know, it goes along with this. Jeff's kind of talking about this, is that they found out that they got fucking, they got conned, they got bamboozled. Yeah. And they don't want to help fucking, they don't want to help the millionaires and billionaires fucking build this dream world for their fucking kids to inherit. They're they're over it. They're like, they had that, we had the shutdown. We sat for, I don't know, six, eight months, a year. You know, some people are still sitting back. uh, Goat. (laughs) I hate to call you out, but. You're working from home, right? Still. Oh yeah, it's permanent and, uh, now. It's it's yeah, uh, you it's know. permanent vacation. I, I mean, I
2: office. I can I can literally drive to my office every day and work in there if I want to, but I'll just be sitting in an empty office. So why would I?
1: You do you have to go in for a board or like something like meetings no. like that? Like, they're threatening
2: no? that, but it still never happened after three plus years. So, you'd
1: be cool with it. You're like, Yeah, my car needs to be running, I haven't drove it in
2: five days. I mean, I, <laughs> I like I do the grocery shopping, so you know, yeah, I, I, I go out about four times a week, it's not a big oh, deal. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, it's good to start that car up
1: and not let it sit because uh, when your yeah. brake pads sit on your rotors, yeah. it like will create a hump and stuff. So you definitely want to roll that fucker out every couple of days. Yeah, and I don't drive much, but I
2: probably I probably drive close to twenty miles a week. Yeah. So yeah, well that's
1: always good. Get those t- tires a- fucking turning wheels of a- turning. Yeah, there's so. a
2: there's a there's a little something that goes on pretty much every two days that I have to go out and purchase. So oh okay yeah drugs yeah. <laughs> actually more powerful than drugs more powerful oh, okay. than any drug um powerball mega millions Super oh, yeah, Plus. Yeah, yeah. potentially more powerful i yeah. guess take, you just need to fucking go out
1: to the desert and find yourself a peyote button and then you would change <laughs> it all around so
2: yeah
1: hey maybe you'll take look maybe you'll take like a fucking dr- uh socal fucking desert trip and in the vision you will see the winning powerball number
2: Dude, uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy because the numbers the 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 winning numbers that nobody ever wins you look at them they're fake they're like 4 16 42 43 44 and you're like well it always
1: starts with low numbers and works
2: its way up and then it'll be like in the 60s or the 50s
1: usually sometimes 40s it'll always go up so you always want to start with like a single digit yeah I don't. Well, I'm not always. I've you seen always like want to 11. start with either
2: one, three, four, or seven. Always. Oh, is this your
1: technique? Oh, yeah. you're
2: telling them too much. I'm man. still. Yeah, I'm still doing quick pick. I'm dumb. But <laughs> yeah, the, sometimes I I get the thing and the print the thing and the guy hands it. Which 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 by the way, like I kind of start going to a supermarket that has the automated machine. It's just easier, quicker to get in and out. But I was going well, to this gas station. Do Kro-
1: you guys got Kroger's? We don't. Oh, I was gonna say like I, a lot of these winners I've been seeing. They're like, oh, they bought the the ticket at the Kroger's. I'm like, I ain't got no Kroger's around here. Fuck. And then like, sometimes it's like this lucky, I guess like out West out there is like some gas station. That's like lucky. Or oh, something yeah. like that, where they were buying the ticket. That's like the la- uh, what was it? That big fucking Mega Millions, or maybe it was the big last big <laughs> dude. Uh,
2: somebody in Ohio oh. won that last. Can't remember if it was Mega. I think it was Mega Millions. That like four hundred fifty seven. Oh, the Mega Millions,
1: the, the very last one. Yeah,
2: yeah. It yeah. was like Ohio would have busted it, and it's been low ever since. I'm like fucking one person just won four hundred fifty seven million. I don't even want <laughs> that much, dude. I'm playing. In the, I don't either. Like I'm playing. I'm good 50, with like twenty 60s. million. Yeah, it's I'm, like I'm after good with like dude. I'm
1: I mean, let's be for real. You'd be good with any like anything over ten thousand oh, dollars you'd be, you know, be pretty happy with, with.
2: I'm happy <laughs> when I win ten bucks so I can go just get more free tickets. Well,
1: that's a rarity too. Like most yeah. of the time trying to win your money back on these fuckers is yeah. like
2: next to impossible. That's so, the most so, I won last yeah. week was ten bucks. I I, I I bought it I bought ten dollars worth of tickets and I won ten bucks, so I got to go play and then the next one just busted, so I'm like, well,
1: Well, like, you shouldn't have spent it on that. You should just have bought a pack of cigarettes, sir. I don't even know if 10 (laughs) bucks would
2: get you cigarettes now,
1: to be honest. It's almost 10 I just bought a pack uh, earlier before because I had to go run out and get a few things, procure a few things for this this recording. And uh, cigarettes are one of them, which I haven't actually went out and smoked this entire time. Because this has just been, yeah, so some of these commentaries, I'm like, you'll i'm sure goat sees me uh mutant oh yeah like, I can tell. please keep talking so i can like get out to the garage and then i can yeah. get come back in because i got roommates and stuff so yeah uh i have to mute it to get to like the hallway or whatever but no i've been like so into this uh chat tonight i haven't got i haven't, and this is like one of the longer movies too it and is I,
2: I like this part of the movie, though, when Jeff's all freaked out and he's trying, he is trying to actually call the cops and they keep putting him on hold. He's trying yeah. to report a crime. And they're like, oh, just hold, just hold. But I like that Buff shows up. He's got new clothes on. He's clearly taking a shower. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, I'll buy you some coffee. You've still been out here all night. I couldn't imagine. I mean, it'd he be- looks like Ted, dude. Yeah. The yeah, old Ted's with that fucking vest. Let's- he does. <laughs> Like dude, dude. I could imagine hanging outside that store all night long, though, like literally right. all night. I mean, the sun's not even up yet. That was the only thing my, my bullshit meter kind of went off when I watched this bat was I was like, I don't think all these people would be coming back to this spot like before the sun even came up. It's It's like fucking do these fuckers never, ever, ever sleep. I mean, they were drinking heavily. Everybody would have passed out for a little while, yeah. you know. And like Tim comes back already mm-hmm. in a second here. And it's just like, dude, th- if he was drunk and disorderly, like they wouldn't let him out till the next afternoon for sure.
1: That's probably true until he so until he blew like zeros or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Buff, no, Buff got a second win because he threw most of it up, if you recall. That earlier. is true. Yeah. He did,
2: but 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 yeah, he like uh, he tells uh, Jeff tells Buff that Tim killed Erica. <laughs> And he's like, no way, man. She was at the hotel. Like I stayed with her all night. I banged her and all this. And he's like, no, stop lying. Cause Buff's always telling these outrageous stories, all these yeah. weirdly fucked. And it turns out it's true. He, he says, no, you know, he's like, look for yourself. And she pulls up in the limo. and She's like, Hey honey, but she's all over Buff. And I'm like, this chick, this is what I was talking about earlier. This chick was destined. She was on a mission to be slumming it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, that's what her plan was when they were late. <laughs> yeah. when, he, when Tony was like, we're going back to my hometown. It's like, just the
2: burbs. And she's like, uh
1: her panties got wet immediately
2: but i gotta say though earlier <laughs> in the movie she's dressed in leather and shit she's hot she's just yeah. like a grandma now that she banged buff like it's yeah he granny her right like after one uh, fucking session she's he took her uh victoria secrets off and got her back into some granny panties she's uh yeah. her knitting needles are in the fucking limo right there she's like knitting <laughs> she- in my hat <laughs> it actually was her yeah. phone though that jeff found in the the she's like oh you found my phone thanks a lot and he's just sitting. well there it helped
1: like, reinforce tim's fucking lie like he must have yeah. known
2: that phone was out there and he's gonna like
1: yeah. find it and like but it's also weird like he said in the back of the cop car the last thing i'd be thinking about i'd be like god damn it like i'm gonna have to pay a fine or something he the only thing he's thinking about is like this lie he's gonna yeah. tell jeff he's... that's why i say i thought he was the most intelligent character mm-hmm. you know you think it's the fucking. You Know, guy that owns the party store or whatever, but like, I know. really, really, Tim seems to be the most fucking. He's, a, I don't know. He's, we, we forgot controlled. to say the most
2: important thing. He, cause Tim confesses, cause, uh, Erica's like whatever he was in the air force or whatever he tells erica yeah. his story about how he was he was bored and he's like being in the service wasn't what he thought it was going to be so he was chopping lettuce one day and he intentionally cut off the tip of his pinky finger so he could get discharged so get out. Yeah. and now he's a disabled veteran uh honorable discharge and he gets a check every month and they actually show him taking his government disability yeah check. to go buy some more booze well yeah. like he actually cashes it at the liquor store and the guy just yep. takes out like 600 bucks out of the register it's like I, I know there was like places that would cash checks and shit, but like, how would they do it? They just, like, what do they do? Like, they take your check, they charge a fee? Cause that dude just, he just, hand, he just signed the check, he handed it to him, and he started giving him all this money on the register. Like, I've never, like, I've I've been with people who had to go to check cashing places and get their shit cashed there, and I get that, but like, just at a, like, a grocery store, or like, like why would... well he's like
1: the why that worked because like uh if you remember correctly that guy because they used to play like uh foot where it's insinuated that tim used to play football and yeah. i don't know if this guy was like on the team with him or what because he's just like yeah did you see the local game and like this and that yeah. so like it's like they were like buddies back in the day yeah so um yeah i've known like guys that um i've like i don't know like worked at shops at with or like construction or whatever and they um yeah, they'll like go to the liquor store and they'll cash their fucking check or whatever, and like they'll do it or whatever because they're gonna buy like you know their weekend fucking yeah fifth of Jack Daniels and like two dirty thirties, you know. It like, just yeah, seems like, like
2: such a hassle for the liquor store to deal with. Like I was surprised. I don't think it, I don't think they do
1: it now. I think that's like yeah, not happening man. now. Yeah, that's definitely back in the day for sure. Yeah. now everything's like direct deposit man
2: yeah that's it they they made me finally go to direct deposit when uh i start working from home oh really yeah i mean want... it wasn't absolutely mandatory but they kept bitching being like oh we don't know your check might get lost in the mail i was like okay fuck i, I gotta pay rent every month <laughs> like so i finally gave in and got the direct deposit yeah that was like after 12 years of that job too wow yeah
1: Yeah, I don't remember the last time. Well, I mean, now I'm self-employed. I do actually get checks uh, written and stuff like what I'm doing now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the last, like, employer that I've worked for that – well, yeah, I take that back. There was, like, this place I was working for seasonally, that was, like, a golf course. And, yeah, they did give me a physical check, so I take that back. But that was, like, part-time little whatever. I was still doing, like, side side stuff or whatever, so – yeah,
2: fucking Tim's hardcore though man he shows up with a six pack after drinking all night and getting out of jail and uh yeah Jeff confronts him saying you lied to me you're Like, but he just t- like Tim totally laughs in to Jeff's face saying you're so fucking gullible like you just want to believe in something so bad and he's, he's like you didn't even have the guts to look in the van did you and it's just like yeah it's like I don't know like it kind of sucks cause like you know Tim is a scumbag the whole movie, but, like... Well, he's kind of, like, a sadist. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. but, but it's yeah. at the same time, it's like you, you kind of lose whatever little bit of faith you have in Tim as a character here. But it totally seemed, because he was all upset that he had whiskey dick, it totally seemed plausible just to us as a viewer of the movie that he might have fucking... Because she was, she was, like, totally kind of laughing in his face and shit. Yeah. But he actually, his ego was not that big that he was actually, you know, he's, he was fine having whiskey dick. He probably really didn't even want to fuck her, really. Like, it seemed like he was yeah, just... Yeah,
1: he did not He did seem uninterested in her.
2: It seemed like he was just putting the moves on her to make her hot yeah. for him, just the psychologically kind of so, fuck with her.
1: Yeah, so he could tell this rich girl, I don't need yeah. to fuck you. Yeah. Like, what, do you think I'm desperate? Yeah. But Buff... He goes. He goes and fucks her with a fucking stink dick from yeah. the other girl. So. I know
2: he got two girls. Which maybe oh, he did there. take that extra cheese pie out and fuck that girl.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So Tim shows up with his Glock. He's gonna start some shit. Which, like, when you first watch this, you're like, "Oh shit, he's gonna kill Nazir." Like, you think he's gonna walk in the store, but he like he really just wants to fire it in the air and cause a scene, and fuck around. Yeah. Get arrested again, I guess. Yeah, I don't get why he wants to get arrested so bad. Because the guy says, like, oh, shit. I'm And Jeff's warning him, hey, he's got a gun. Go away. You know, he's got a gun. He's crazy. And, like, the guy's like, and he, Tim's telling him, call the cops. He, and he's like, the cops, you know, love you just about as much as I do. Which, like, kind of insinuating that everybody in this town is racist. Which, like, maybe it is, maybe it wasn't. But, like, I don't think the cops would have any problem just arresting Tim and fucking throwing yeah. some charges on him.
1: So what is, like... Nicky Cat, he's, a, he does not really been like, I haven't seen this guy in like a long time. He did a lot Once, of shit you know. for a
2: while, man. And then yeah. Like, yeah, like, I don't know where, like, where he's at. He's fucking good though. There was some movie where he played a really dirty redneck too. And he got kind of like fat, like, uh, I can't remember if it was a time to kill or like one of those movies like that, but I remember he played a real dirty redneck. In Billy a
1: here. It's probably is a time to kill. in the uh, about the same year this came out or 96 yeah. bill. You know, how I know it's a hillbilly character because yeah. his name, Billy, i've never seen a time
2: to kill billy ray Cobb.
1: yeah yeah he's got to be a hillbilly in that so
2: it's a hardcore movie for fucking joel schumacher it's the, is it? yeah it's like the deep south i've heard of it you know, and these two like, scuzzy hillbilly guys they see like she's like super young i can't remember how old she is but she's like a 9 10 11 year old black girl walking on the, the side of the road and they take her and rape her and like i think they fucking like drag her though like she rots apart like in the back like like with a rope off the back of their pickup truck so, like, they've the cops figure out who it is and they arrest them. And, like, Samuel Jackson is the father, and he just straight comes out, like, when they're getting arraigned at the courthouse with a fucking, like, a, a fucking machine gun and kills them in front of everybody. And then the rest of the movie is McConaughey and I think Sandra Bullock trying to defend Samuel Jackson so he doesn't get the death penalty, even though obviously everybody knows he did it because it's like the extreme circumstances of how they destroyed his daughter and shit, you know? He said, Oh, and you can see the Jeep in the background there. Behind old yeah, boy, he did yeah, say, yeah. I, we don't I thought it, it never we showed up actually. again, but it yeah. is in the background. So, yeah. Sue's just left her mom's car to fucking sit wherever while she got boned <laughs> out of the well, first season. Yeah, seasons. pony fucks her. But uh, uh,
1: no, uh, Nikki Cat, He's been in some shit. Like I can't believe the I didn't way of recognize
2: the gun, him, room. dude. He was yeah. in
1: debt. Da- oh damn, he was in. Oh yeah, he was in Way of the Gun. That's right. He was one yeah. of the fucking other guys that gets yeah, we'll wasted. I bigs. just picked that Blu-ray up here not too long ago. but no, I. He's
2: in uh, Death Proof. He plays uh, Counter Guy, I guess. Oh, no, yeah. Counter the, guy. He, they, he's, they, the, yeah, he, he, he sells them. He's like, oh, by the way, I got Italian Vogue under the table. Like, they kind of insinuate oh, yeah. like he's like a weird okay. kind of fashion gay guy. Uh,
1: Planet Terror, he plays Joe, which I haven't seen that since Oh, it yeah. Came he, out. He's
2: the guy who has, like, he gets bit and, like, uh, they're like, he has that nasty wound. And the, and the the cops or not the cop with the the what are you, the fucking doctors like start showing pictures of syphilis dick and he's like Doc, oh yeah, can't you okay. just give me some teen or something fuck he's That's like no right. and they tell him we got to cut your arm off it's too rotten already he's like I just got bit an hour ago
1: he's also played a this is, it looks like he's getting some like shittier. Roles though. Like 2008 yeah. he was in the Dark Knight, but he played like a SWAT SWAT member. So yeah. it was just like an extra, I guess. Oh, I so, know. Know. Yeah, I don't know why his career dried up. He was so good. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like the last film he's done is uh Behind the oh, Candle Bra. Oh yeah. that was Barbara. a good movie. Mr. Y. He must look like there's a little bit bigger but yeah man he's got a huge
2: fucking filmography here yeah. and he's
1: in bo- oh yeah that's right he is in boiler room he's shit he's, he's
2: given uh giovanni ribisi shit the whole movie because giovanni because yeah. uh, he's hot for nia long but she doesn't want anything to do with them but then she gets with giovanni so that... i gotta
1: revisit boiler
2: room oh it's so Language's... fucking good dude yeah dude so yeah, oh, so, maybe so...
1: maybe that'll make our summer kino list or whatever. Yeah, we gotta sure. start doing more like we gotta start doing two episodes a fucking month though, dude. To really I'm cover, the, if you got the time, stuff. I'm down for it. Is. Well, I I can make to like Now I'm self-employed and stuff. Like yeah. I have more time like before. I don't know. We got another room. We got a roommate going to be moving in here or whatever. So I don't know what his schedule is going to be. I guess he's like um going to be like some reporter on the local news or whatever really? he's coming That's from. Interesting. Downstate and I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't met him. He he actually only looked at the place through uh, he contacted the guy who owns the place, so he gave him a tour on his phone with the camera. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. So that's all he's, like, seen, I guess, of the place, because he, he lives downstate. He probably uh, he just needs a like,
2: place where his job or whatever.
1: Well, because it's so fucking expensive in my region. To, like, yeah. it's, like, 1600 to $2,000, you know, a month to rent <laughs> something here, <laughs> and that's just a rent. Yeah, that's why I rent a room and stuff, but, like... I don't know. It's just because there's like not enough housing in this area. And like basically like the jobs became more higher paying and uh, basically a lot of people from out of state started like flocking here. And then not only that, during the pandemic, because it's like rural, a lot of rural area and stuff, uh, people decided to come and buy up houses here so they can work from home, like do what you do. And so uh, we do have a worker shortage here going on. That's pretty bad. But like we have a housing shortage and one would go. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, it does when you know that like this is a retire like a lot of retirees live here. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of people that are like collecting their social security, their pensions and shit. They don't have to work. And then um good population, good part of the population works from are like really wealthy people and they work from home. So like they don't need to go work at fucking uh, McDonald's or Subway yeah. or the grocery store or whatever. And so that's, like, really what we're lacking
2: here is just, like, regular Joe workers. Like, yeah. who wants to do that shit either, though? You know? Especially with <sighs> the housing. So this is the end yeah. of the movie. So pretty much, uh, Tim starts to climb on the roof, and he literally he literally does the old timey movie "Top of the World." Man, he's shooting his pistol yeah. in the air, and like he's it, like, and then uh, Nazir comes out with with his pistol, and it's like for a second you think they're gonna shoot each other, but it's really just Tim causing a scene because he wants to get arrested. And then he goes up on the roof, and he's like, "Jeff, get up here! You gotta get up here!" And you're like, "You're like, what the fuck's going on?" And like he he seems like actually concerned, but it's Tim. You don't trust him so like jeff goes up there and like uh tim comes down he's holding bb yeah bb went up she she overdosed she's like and we never get a we never get a wrap up and like from that point no. you know, like, he, they just put the guns away and uh oh t- no,
1: she's dead or what. yeah she
2: looks dead she's super fucking white like they they put yeah. her down and they tell um nazir to call 911 and, and tim's like i want to go down the street see if scott's got his truck well, you know we can take her or whatever but yeah, And then, like, what's interesting is Nazir's wife comes out and slaps him, and she throws her a wedding ring, or her, yeah, 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 it's his wife. They're not engaged. I think they're already married. Throws her wedding ring down. She's like, I've had enough with this shit. Like, you always fighting with these fuckers about to shoot each other. So, like, it's really a bleak ending because it's like, yeah, it's cool. I wonder cool. if there's
1: some symbolism, too, there with that last scene. I just realized that that last scene is pretty much identical to the opening scene because it had that guy pulling out of his driveway and shit, and that was at yeah. the beginning. So, like, they just re like, it's just like, every day i Ground okay home, i yeah. get it yeah. every day yeah every day is just like the same it's just another day in suburbia baby exactly <laughs> right. it's, that's exactly
2: yeah. what it is it's just like yeah. this way, and then like the last dialogue of the movie is nazir like he like because they're telling him, you're fucked now you let this girl in. and she, and he's like no she's on the roof i didn't tell her to go up there like you know he's afraid he's gonna get in trouble too because she yeah know, either overdosed or died or whatever and then, like, the, the last dialogue of the movie is, is Nazir them, saying, you people, you waste it all. You waste everything you have. So it's like... Like Americans. You yeah. white Americans Yeah, so, stuff. I mean, that's yeah. really the thing, is, like, you know, the, all the the tension with the foreigner people that own the store and shit. It's, it's really, like, yeah, like, they're foreigners, but they came here and they're living the American dream, and, like, you fuckers are, like, just sitting around being drunks and worthless and shit. You know I mean?
1: Right, like, we're coming from our shithole third-world countries, yeah. and, like, a lot of them are, like... Not you know like like Hindus and stuff like get, becoming doctors and shit and stuff yeah. like that and uh, they're yeah, smart people I mean, they're coming truth. for the yeah.
2: opportunity yeah yep well meanwhile we're just meanwhile we're like me,
1: <laughs> well, uh, we're, working thing. at home does, in my own what home what they don't and I'm tell I'm you is
2: yeah.
1: yeah they tell you like the surface thing but they also yeah. don't tell you that like. Basically these people come here from these the like especially the Hindus from what I understand and they get three or five years tax fucking free dude. Dude. We don't get that. yeah. Yeah, to start a business here. And then they run like little scams and shit too where they're like Okay, uh, now I'm going to will it to my brother, and he's going to come here, and then he gets five years, and, like, they basically keep found a fucking loophole. They just get one of their family members to take over the fucking liquor store or whatever, yeah, Yeah, the gas station or whatever, and they never pay taxes and basically sit here and get rich off their little gas station and never pay any taxes, (laughs) and, uh, and, like, yeah, I think that's kind of fucked up because, like, Americans don't, like, I'm kind of with Tim. On that, like, yeah, we should be able to, like, oh, I don't have a problem with, you know, people coming here, but like, I, sh- I should get that too. You should get that. Like, if we're born yeah, here, I mean, by all means, uh, we should get yeah. fi- at least on our first business, like, five years tax tax exempt, but uh, we don't. So I get, yeah, I kind of get that. That's the thing know? that's
2: fucked up is like small business supposedly makes up like eighty percent of the like whatever employees <laughs> and shit, but at the same time, small business doesn't get the tax breaks that like big business does and stuff. You know what I mean? I just saw that there
1: was a Flaming Lips fucking song in here. I don't remember. That's in there in their well. in the fucking... limo. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! Okay,
2: yeah. cool shit. Yeah, I like how it says filmed entirely in Burnfield, USA, and I'm like, I don't think that was the name of the city. <laughs> wasn't there? Uh, wasn't there a ministry? There was a ministry there song was. too. You know,
1: man. Yeah, I love that song. That's also featured in. Is that same ministry song the one featured in Hardware? Which one? Hardware that hmm. was a, that was the ministry song when wasn't, no yeah, i think the one with
2: hardware is like the, lucky oh,
1: okay. eyes. When she's watching the video yeah that's right when she's watching i'm the pretty video. sure that,
2: i'm pretty sure that ministry song was in cool roll because i had the cool role soundtrack i remember there being a ministry song on it oh
1: okay yeah
2: yeah that's actually my favorite ministry song though the, i think it's from the land of and honey or whatever uh
1: yeah oh on uh from hardware that's your favorite one or this one this um, one yeah. on this i'm side. getting mixed oh, up okay.
2: there's there's a two fucking whatever
1: land of Rafe and honey is like
2: one of their best albums well yeah.
1: what's the album they've got one from 89 too as well yeah. was that is that the one yeah,
2: i, I think know. that's the, the one that cool i actually yeah. saw them live and like probably 94 oh, wow. 95 i can't remember where we drove it was indianapolis jorgensen but dad... was
1: all fucking heroined out and shit I yeah, think he it. was he looked super heroined <laughs> out
2: dude it was like this cool like old theater that had like a balcony and me and my dad were there like we were standing up in the balcony it was a cool venue it was a cool show
1: yeah it sounds like and you didn't have to like you, you could come in and you didn't have to like yeah, go was and sweat it yeah, wasn't
2: like link ray's concert where i had to sit <laughs> outside God. fucking listen through the walls could at least open up a back door so I could hear the music better. Go,
1: go hollowed out a fucking
2: cup, took the bottom off, and was putting against the wall you hear
1: the kind of <laughs>
2: it sucked too because I was like because like they we had the Link Ray box set, the CD box set, and I was totally into the music. Like, yeah. I want to see fucking Link Ray so bad, but whatever, shit happens. So yeah, yeah I mean so that's it for Suburbia, man. Like yeah. I mean, when I say one of my. Favorite movies, it's, it's probably in my top 20 for sure. It's just, you wow. know, pe- people okay. see certain movies during certain times of their life. And like, I have lots of favorite 80s movies, but this one, my favorite 90s movies,
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely up there. And like, watch, you know, uh, checking it out on tube. I think that's what it all brought it about was a,
2: a tube had it,
1: and then fucking looking around for. To be disappointed that there wasn't a Blu-ray, but hey, it worked out because, like, I didn't have to pay for it. Thanks, Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being cheap. You really saved a lot of yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, yeah, like, I download stuff, but, like, I really actually wanted to buy this. And oh, I bet yeah. you there's a lot of people out here that do would like to buy this, and even... I, I feel like just what you just told me about it being in your top twenty. You would probably go as far as to fucking even though you bought that shitty DVD, you'd oh, probably yeah. you'd probably go over, turn around and buy that Blu- Blu-ray if it came out. I would. So. I would. I'd buy yeah, it in a heartbeat,
2: baby.
1: So is this your favorite? This isn't your favorite Richard Linklater film though, is it? D- Days and Confuses. Hard to say. I think this is my favorite, dude. School of Rock. The he, he directed School of Rock, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I don't what, even know if Richard I watched Gunn School Flavor? of Rock, I'll be Is honest Is that your with you. favorite? School of Jack Rock? I don't. I never really watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched oh, you lie. Oh, you lie. I don't lie. think I did. Really? I remember it coming yeah. out when I was working at the video store, and I just didn't give a fuck. Or maybe right after, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I know a lot of people say, oh, I really like a scanner Darkly. Uh, and I'm like... <sighs>
2: I ran into that, got, watched it once, and didn't care.
1: Honestly. I've got a copy of it. Um, it's Philip K. Dick, uh, who did uh, you know, Blade Runner, um, yeah. a bunch of other stuff too as well. And it's just like, I'm not really a big Blade Runner fan either, but uh, I'm not like a huge... Oh, I mean, right. I, I love film, it. the I, I per, you know, a lot of Blade Runner fans would say, this is blasphemous, what, what I'm about to say, but I, I prefer the sequel better.
2: You know, I just rewatched because I was doing my... Um, my uh gosling kino rewatch yeah i I just watched blade runner 2049 for the first time since the theater this past week yeah i I honestly fucking hated it in the theater i was like well you like it a little bit more i just like it because of gosling now but i still think i still think the plot is ridiculous that the robot had a baby it 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 is fucking stupid
1: it is a little odd i do like how he's like um in love with his fucking computer whatever i like that part digital gr- yeah all that it, stuff is really anything good that yeah.
2: makes a gosling look sad i like it
1: <laughs> yeah
2: no i really uh i really
1: enjoy it better i never really liked the original um uh, very much um uh, i just i don't know i don't know what the whole i i guess i just missed what the whole thing with that was i just like i don't know like it's great um i know don't get me wrong like i like when um harrison ford's like walking around and it's quite apparent that the chinese have fucking completely taken over the america in the future and stuff and uh, obviously probably by um it's not actually a physical war. They won in a tech war where they're like, and we're going to that. Like, yeah, these motherfuckers control the semiconductors and stuff like but, And then, you know, yeah. the complete Chinese takeover will, will be in the future for sure. So I thought that's a really interesting. Cause I was like, film like, um, dysto. I don't know, I guess it would be a dystopian type film because there's something wrong. It's yeah. not utopia. So, um. Although we live, I mean, I think we live in a dystopia now oh, as yeah. well. I so, feel like, I dude,
2: I'm just looking at Richard Linklater's movies. Like, I literally <laughs> the last Richard Linklater movie I saw was Before Midnight in 2013. That was the conclusion of that trilogy of those Before Sunset, oh, Before movies. Sun, Sunrise,
1: yeah. Sunset. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen any of those. So. And then
2: the the one before it that I really liked was I like oh, that. Oh, that's movie. why
1: they're romance films. Like, okay, yeah. it makes
2: sense. <laughs> Is it, yeah, it's good. Uh I like that movie Bernie with Jack Black. That's my favorite Richard Linklater Jack Black movie.
1: I you know, I haven't seen
2: enough yeah. of his um his
1: uh filmography really, to be honest with you. Like of so course Slacker. But I'm looking at like I saw this Newton Boys. I wasn't really into it that much when that back out. when it came out. Um I watched School of Rock just because I didn't even know he did it until after the fact, you know. Like I not obviously when you got Jack Black, it's not about you, bro. It's about the yeah. star, and that's how they're gonna sell yeah. it so um, yeah, I'm looking at everything, and like I have not seen He's done a anything. bunch of shit I didn't
2: even know about like like I do remember when when obviously Boyhead came out, and I just never got around to watch it, and i I really wanted to see everybody want some in twenty sixteen, but it never played near me. But he's, he's got a bunch of movies like Last Flag Fine, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, and shit. And like, I, I remember those movies coming out, but I don't remember, I didn't know that they were his movies at all.
1: Uh, apparently, he's had quite a little acting career. He was on, he played the cool spy in Spy Kids. Did he? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, Richard Linklater himself. Yeah, I'm looking at his acting yeah. credits now. Wow. Waking Life. You paid pinball
2: playing man man on back of boat Ooh, dual roles buddy before sunrise man and shonen knife t-shirt playing football i used to foosball i used to listen to shonen knife they're this japanese girl band oh really okay yeah be with somebody who do america he's the tour bus yeah. driver he, tour bus driver yeah. yeah he must have been friends with uh what's the name and rso registered sex offender he played principal yeah <laughs> I never saw that. yeah I never did either, never even heard of that, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I need to check out some uh, Richard Link later Kino yeah he's uh he's, a he's, he's had quite shit. a career, yeah,
1: I mean pretty much it's, it's become like really apparent that like pretty much him directing slacker is the whole reason why we got clerks like that. Yeah. I don't even think that would have, that pretty much yeah. made him like want, think, believe that he could do this. Exactly. Kevin Smith. So
2: that people would sit down and watch a movie of fuckers just talking. Yeah. yeah I don't, I wonder, you know, I always like, I always wonder
1: too, like why uh, the connection so tight there and like, they kind of came up like in the same you know, it's yeah. pretty much like, Richard Linklater and uh Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino were yeah. like basically the fucking Hollywood Wonder Boys they were pretty much like the underdog like independent guys that came up I don't know is there more like throw throw out there like I'm sure you <laughs> there's probably more that uh I guess Harmony Korine uh too Kroon. as
2: well yeah there was guys uh, that kind of popped up for a little while and then dropped off like Alexander Rockwell and He made those movies like In the Soup with Steve Buscemi and shit.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of, like, I don't know, ones that were coming up.
2: Allison uh, Anders made Gas Food Lodging. She actually dated Tarantino for a little bit, yeah. Oh, really? Okay.
1: He's dated a lot of chicks. He's dated a
2: lot of women. Tarantino has had a lot of pussy. Like People go, oh, he's ugly, he's goofy. It's like, that motherfucker must have a big dick
1: yeah he must have and i don't know I just like they want to hear him talk about movies or whatever like i don't know like it's like like basically you're having a crush on the guy that's working at the video store but hey you know you said you talked to a lot of women sounds like you pulled a lot of wool i think that's the secret is uh the, the video store and see now that's the thing these kids out here they're like Video, what? Yeah, like you'll never know about pulling wool as the guy that works the clerk at the fucking
2: video store now oh. because they don't, they've eliminated it. Yeah. So. It was awesome, man. I mean, like, I mean, I, it wasn't just all teenage girls coming in to talk to us, but they would, I mean, they would come by like devotedly, man. Like we'd see them every two days, but like there yeah. was, there was all walks of life, weird pervert guys came in. I think, I think the, the most kind of heartbreaking. Video store memory I had was this older man, and I was used to people just coming in, and shooting the shit, and I knew they weren't customers. I knew they didn't want to buy or rent anything. It was fine too, because, you know, like I'm I'm on camera. Like if my boss looks at it, he can't. He like we have to talk to people. You know what I mean? This, yeah. I remember this old guy, like I don't know how old he was, probably at least mid sixties, coming in, and he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" I was like, "Oh yeah, hey man, how you doing?" I was like, I, I walked to the edge of the counter, like the entrance. I was leaning on the counter, talking to him. And he was just talking to me for like maybe a minute, just real casual, real cool. And then like the, where we were, there was all glass windows and it was kind of like a field next to it. And he was talking to me he kind of started looking out the window and I'll, I'll remember this like it was fucking yesterday, even though it was like 20 years ago now, pretty much. But like, he it, it just, he just blurted it out, out of nowhere. He was just like, he's like, my, my wife died last week and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And like. He he started to tear up. He didn't fully tear up, but you could tell he was on the verge. And like his libretto, and like I did, you know, at the time I don't know what it was twenty, probably twenty three years old or something. I was oh man, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like I just didn't know what to say to the guy. You know what I mean? Like, and he just you know, and then we talked for like maybe another minute or two, and he just he kept saying, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. I don't know. I was like yeah, and he's just like well, he's like I'll let you go, whatever. And there was like nobody in the store, so I I mean I would have fucking hung out and talked to the guy for half an hour if I you know whatever, and right. um, he just took off, and I never saw that guy, that man, ever again. It was just like, man, phew. just like shit like that, you know? Yo, no, you missed
1: an opportunity. She's been like, well, you're here. You should rent a movie.
2: <laughs> I know what we'll would make you forget your wife passing away.
1: Yeah, I know what I yeah. got this
2: great movie for you. Sir, have you seen Patch Adams yet? We got that <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah, something ironic. Yeah, it's like,
2: fuck. No, I it just say it's, it's crazy. I love that job. And the only thing that sucked about it was we had a district manager who was always bitching about shit. And What um, was he bitching about? What was his biggest grade? There was grade? a woman and it was like they wanted you Tell to sell these popcorn bundles. And like most of the time I, did, I didn't I did sell a lot because I wasn't really like a real corny salesman, like, even if I wanted to. <laughs> Is, is and she like, was mad about that. Yeah, she was always mad yeah. about that. Want to write me up in the in the. the you need to upsell. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was upsell. And the store yeah. manager was like, "Nah, he does like all the work here." So like, I wasn't really running register a lot. Like, I was the shift leader every time I worked, pretty much. So like, I mean, I I would do register if if it was busy and we had to have three registers. Dude, like people don't understand. We had three registers going. Now this is, I worked there pretty much 2002 to 2004. I took a little break to finish my movie. <laughs> but um friday night dude like this was a
1: hollywood video hollywood
2: video yeah we had and this was a long ass store we would have three lines going like to literally the back of the store no exaggeration man like it was just shit shit was crazy i mean now during the week yeah like you'd have something like most hours you'd have maybe five to ten people come in and during the day it was just like there was nobody but like yeah man like it was weekends fridays friday saturday and, and, and kind of the first half of sunday it was just crazy but we yeah. didn't
1: have any Hollywood videos around here. They only like chain. Well, I mean, I never looked at him like a chain, but in retrospect, they were a pretty good sized chain was a uh, family video. But yeah. we had a blockbuster move in here and destroy all the mom and pops briefly for their little four year run. And then they fucking bit the dust like every one of them fucking basically like family video, just like every one of them all closed at the same time. Um. Yeah, so, sucks. yeah. But, like, fuck them, because, and, like, I get so tired of these fucking young cocksuckers that, like, never even walked into a video store. I know, I and they're know. like, when I was three, we used to go into a blockbuster and stuff, like, nostalgia, baby. And yeah. it's just like, no, these motherfuckers single-handedly killed all of the mom-and-pop video stores in the area and, like, only, like, people that remember this yeah. shit. Like, yeah, it seemed okay, but, like uh initially because it's like well they have like this huge selection and it's like really cheap and stuff but then when you go in there and you like find out deeper it's like oh they don't cover they don't carry like this and that and like oh they do oh they got a copy of that oh did you hear that that is the edited version like they went back and edited it themselves yeah and and it's just like yeah
2: these guys are you know Mm. i mean i i remember like young people like high school age people maybe college age people i remember like going to the video store was like a date because i remember guys would come around and other people would do this too but but especially like guys would come in with their girlfriends and like they would look at the wall of videos for like almost an hour before they would finally pick out one movie and come and then i guess probably go home and put it on for five minutes start making out but like yeah yeah it was like it was a whole culture and like and there was, like, because my uncle was like this. My uncle was always, like, my dad was, like, a movie theater guy. Like, he was, like, going to the movie theater. But my uncle was, like, a – my uncle, you know, went to the went to the movies a lot when he was young. But, like, once video came around, he pretty much became a home video guy. My uncle would go rent movies three, four times a week, sometimes more. And, like, when, even when I was working at the video store in the early 2000s, like, I would see a lot of older guys that were like that and like i just knew their name like i would see them like like i wouldn't even ask for their card i would just bring up their account cuz we could search your account by your name and like by the if i saw them walking up the register and nobody else was in line <laughs> i just would type in their info and okay yeah, give me your get movie scan it like i knew who the fuck they were you know
1: yeah get them through as quickly as possible cuz god yeah. knows they want to get home and watch fucking scream scream or scream 2 or... Yeah.
2: and dude they would always these these guys there's a few of them. I remember i can't remember his last name but I remember one guy named donald he was my favorite and like I felt so fucking bad. Like one time he had a son on the account too. His son was like, I don't know, some college age douche. Like one time his son came and rented movies and then of course didn't bring him back. Whereas like his dad always brought the shit back on time. Yeah. So like, I just, I just erased the stupid late fees that his son brought in. I like, I didn't, I didn't even want to bring it. I was like, this guy's our best fucking customer. I'm not going to bug him over $9 of late fees. I was like, this fucking guy's bringing in at least 50 bucks a week. Just himself to us.
1: Right yeah man i i miss you know even now because i mean there's so much like garbage we need yeah. the video stores more than ever now because there's we we a trash coming out yeah. that like oh you blind by blind by
2: this fucking piece of garbage it's just know, like it's no so i need
1: bad. to go to the video store and like test the waters are you kidding me and like, it was it was I cool t-
2: yeah it was cool too like if you see like when i would see somebody walking <laughs> up to the counter and shit and it just always—it was a kind of like a fun game. Like you see them coming up and to, to like to guess just what kind of movie they would watch. And like some people would just bring up like the really direct-to-video shit that like we would like you'd be like, "Oh, you're one of these people." <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right.
1: Unlike <laughs> anything trauma puts
2: out. Yeah, there was some hillbillies, man, that there would you. just straight up rent nothing but fucking full moon video bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I know a guy. His name's
1: Newt. (laughs) (laughs) He loves that Charles Van shit. Um, He's like there was puppet a time... master 30 i am on it god dude there evil was... Bong number 16 jesus yeah. christ i've got to get my greasy nits
2: on this fucking thing there was a summer it was like well after puppet master had been gone for a long time like puppet master 3 4 something were out and i, I think kept... we
1: are in the 20s about right like... yeah like
2: <laughs> uh the um... Like I discovered all the full moon shit at just my local yeah. mom and pop store that I would walk to up the street. And I, I can't remember how old I was. I want to say I was about thirteen. I know it was before high school, and uh, I just went and like rent it like one or two a week. And like I yeah. it was really puppet master my thing because they kind of showed some tits and stuff. But then they would have that full moon video zone because the movies were never actually full feature length. And then they had like the the fifteen twenty minute vignette at the end to, where they would huckster the other movies to you and shit, you know. But it was really the only puppet master that I really ever got into. Um, I really like, uh, geez, there's a few. There's
1: like, I like Shrunken Heads. That's a really good full moon film. Um, and I like Trancers 1 and 2. Oh, I really I love do believe Trancers. The first, first, trancers. Tran- yeah, the first couple Trancers are, de- are actually like decent. Yeah, it's just like when you look at pleasant. trauma, you're like, Class of Newcom High is good Toxic Avenger Like there's a few that are like Then they the only film Interestingly enough about Like remember the car crash From uh, Toxic Avenger Yeah They basically Because he spent Because Lloyd spent so much money on that He just pretty much reused Like he's still using it Like whatever yeah, new movie wasn't comes always, out It wasn't always like They would it. show
2: it again It would even be in the trailers For like Sergeant Kabuki Man and shit Yeah Every movie He finds
1: place to stick That same car crash in Because uh, And I've heard him in an interview He said Because we spent so much money on it I still yeah. haven't made my money back
2: on. Dude, I, I remember so, buying Fangoria like in the late 90s or mid 90s, whenever it was, and fucking Fangoria hyping the shit out of fucking Poultry Guys, Night of Living uh, Chicken uh, Dead or whatever. Yeah. I remember finally reading that and being like, what was the big hype about? Like, why was Fangoria <laughs> writing mar- multiple articles about their shit? Yeah,
1: I don't know. But it's just like you look at like Troma and it's like, dude, they made like two decent. And I mean, they're not even like great by any means or whatever. Like obviously um, Full Moon did a lot more better budget films. It's like basically uh, I think fucking uh, Troma did like five and then was like, we got to cut this down. We can make five movies for the price of this, you know, like. Uh, but but Charles Band kind of because uh, you know he'd come. I mean he had been directing stuff what since the seventies or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like he knew how to. And especially when they were shooting over in like Europe and that he had that castle and stuff. Uh, yeah, he They, shot, they, all they subspecies Castle Freak in there. And and, yeah, Castle Freak. Yeah. Castle Freak was shot there and stuff. Like so you know yeah they had but like he's a hawkster now too like that he's, whole thing with um, yeah. Wizard. Where he's like, Oh, I phoned all these sleeves yeah. or whatever for Wizard, and like people are like, This you printed this. This is like modern. And he's was, like, No, that was this
2: so is obvious too. A that was so obvious, too. That I almost feel like if you fell for it, you just wanted to believe so bad.
1: Well, you just wanted them really bad, yeah. I think. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, exactly know what it was. I always don't blame
2: him for lying to you. Well, he's figured it out
1: he figured out this fucking huckster, this market that all the boutiques have figured out like oh i gotta have this like but i don't know these guys are trying to like push i just saw something about this vhs and i'm just like yeah "Yeah, that's like that's dead like uh, well newt brought it up to me here he's like oh people still buy them like where i was like that shit's been dead for the past like five six years i don't think anybody's interested in I mean, maybe yeah. certain certain titles, certain covers, but like these guys are like, Oh, so rare. A lot of that was because it hadn't been released. Now pretty much everything's been released. Now we're getting uh Linnea Quigley's horror workout now and fucking Blu-ray, come on, you know. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't know how the shot on videos and all the cheap movies and the no name the movies that were literally never ever pop- like it's one thing if it's like fucking some some shit that everybody remembers from the video store and everybody saw it on the show right. like i don't really get how like this like obscure mm-hmm. ass shit is really gonna you know sell well forever i
1: yeah i don't think it's gonna sell i think we're gonna be hitting a wall here because like it's just like things are getting shittier and i think like there's gonna be a bunch of little hidden things in this debt ceiling i don't know i hate yeah. to get on politics but let's let like yeah, we're really, really talking politics about... it's
2: more the economy yeah
1: It's, like, the economy, yeah, what's happening with this economy, I think, like, they're, like, saying this, that, and the other, but, like, I think there's going to be a bunch of little hidden things that they didn't expect is going to occur. Oh, yeah. And um, fuck things up, and I just, like... Man, you know, I always wonder how, like, I see these guys doing YouTube videos, and I wonder, because, like, I ain't making that, I mean, I'm making RA money, but, like, I ain't making that kind of bread where I can go and blow, like, $500 on all these shitty, and, like, they're not just buying from, like, one. A week. Yeah, they're not just buying, like, one boutique. They're, like, they're steadily buying, and then, like, they're on Diabolic, Buying all these imports
2: and like you were doing it for
1: a while, dude. Too, I was, I was like, dude. Like you like, were smart about it,
2: like d- yeah. the, right, dude. I, I, mean, I at my most out of control, I was spending five hundred a month. <laughs> these fuckers are doing five hundred a week. But
1: you were doing that with like, dude. You were buying five hundred dollars worth of like Kino, right? Like in yeah. a Kino sale. Like I know you told me you're like, oh, I don't ever just buy one Blu-ray, and it's just like, well, yeah. I can't help it when I go to their sales, and that's like all that I'm yeah. like, I'm not buying just to justify this and that, like. Yeah. I'm not going to buy fucking 20 fucking go bullshit movies. Like, I just I bought oh, a bunch man. of 20
2: bullshit movies just to be like, this is going to go out of print. And, like, that's really what I cured myself of. I was just like, if it goes out of print, it goes out of print. I don't care anymore.
1: Well, the only way that I could think that you would care if it went out of print if you're going to resell it and you don't ever sell anything. I've never so su-
2: I, I have a lot of shit I would honestly like to get rid of and not even like cash in big, but I'm just like, if yeah. somebody gave me something fair, like, you know, five, ten bucks a well, movie, you, whatever.
1: Yeah, you go look at what the price is and then like, yeah. I, I like to try to like just cut it in half. I'm like, okay, yeah. they want an 80 for this. Okay, I'd be willing to, I'd be happy with like 30, 40. And of course, they're going to jump on it for that because <laughs> I, I, you know, I, should, I
2: should just start shipping everything to you and then, like, you just sell it because you know how to get the top dollar, and then we just split it. What it's all the steel books, you know, you got to have oh, those all sealed up. Yeah, baby. they yeah, I mean, the, the steel books, some of that the steel stuff, books I have so. that aren't sealed. I like they're the ones I want to keep, but I, the one the closet fools of that I have still sealed. Yeah, I would, I would part with those in a heartbeat. Yeah, I
1: think that was, at one point the steel book market was like going, but I don't know, it's kind of like coming back, it's and probably like, coming yeah, back
2: like, down now. It's probably not well, hot anymore.
1: I was trying to get a copy of uh, – from. I want a nice copy of From Dusk Till Dawn because, like, for the longest yeah. time I just had, like, the DVD. But I'm like, well, I want, like, Full Tilt Boogie, too, as well, yeah. the making of. And um, and I was looking in, like, that Alliance or whatever. They have, like, yeah. the whole set, like, on one Blu-ray
2: disc. Oh, and I'm like, I shit. can't
1: – I don't think that's going to be very good. And you got Full Tilt Boogie. And I'm like, yeah. well, wasn't there, like, just a regular – just the? I don't even care. I don't even like them sequels. I only yeah, saw, I like, don't either. I the, don't own the sequels. three, yeah. maybe two. They're anyway, okay. The th- they're barely watchable, but they're okay. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't even. I have no desire to even. If I watch them, I'll probably end up watching them once and probably never revisit them. But, but I'm like, yeah. yeah so is, isn't there like a release that had Full Tilt Boogie, like the original DVD the original and DVD, the DVD? That's
2: why I held on to it. I still got it. Yeah.
1: Well. I started looking around and there's like a steel book with a Clooney. Like it's all like black and stuff. Mm -hmm. And
2: this thing's like going for
1: like 100 or something. And it just so happens that it's a Blu ray and it has full-tilt boogie on it. Yeah. And I I think that's like. I don't know like yeah you have that
2: steelbook yeah i have a couple actually oh
1: Oh, that's one that you that's your actual is that your your copy of fucking uh no uh, it's
2: actually still sealed just because i i already had like just a regular plastic case like where those steelbooks came out later you know what i mean
1: i'm pretty sure that's got full tilt boogie on i don't know if it's like nhd or not but i'm pretty sure full tilt boogie is actually on well hey you know if that's one of them you want to get rid of you already got a sale on with me buddy so I, i i I I'm glad we you I'll fifty bucks it. for the yeah. fucking
2: thing. I'm sure that's more than what you paid for it,
1: so or whatever you, yeah, whatever. I don't even think I mean, paid for it. For I think my Dad sent
2: it to me. Honestly, I don't know what he. It my is. dad used to pay top dollar for shit, though. To be honest with you,
1: that's the one I've been looking for actually, <laughs> just because it comes with. But yeah, like after everything's said and done, I see there's like a regular, just it doesn't have full soap boogie, yeah. and it's just like eight dollar Blu-ray. And then I looked on eBay and somebody's selling like the DVD because I don't think I have the DVD anymore. Yeah. i'd have to look out my i'd have to go over my storage and like look through a box or whatever but yeah, i was just gonna DNA. go buy the full tilt boogie dvd like just the single yeah. dvd from back in the day there's people selling loose ones i'm like i'll just put that in the blu-ray if i if you know come push yeah. come to shove because i don't need that making up. the making up's is great mm-hmm. but like i think it was shot with like a canned cam corner anyway yeah, so shitty. like that it doesn't
2: need to be in like, it's not going to be HD. You it's know, it's also, cool. Uh, in the behind the scenes footage though, for Nustodon, cause you see all the really insane vampires that they cut out of the movie. Like that one, that one you can barely see in the background. That's a giant fuzzy bat and Tarantino's yeah. laughing. He's like, all of a sudden you see Fuzzy bear run across. ha <laughs> ha But no, you know, like, uh,
1: also, like I always felt like that was, and it, I I think it has a lot to do with the screenplay and everything. But like, it feels like a Quentin Tarantino, and I'm like, well, uh, if anybody ever asked, well, how much of like, because he's not credited as a director, but um, yeah. if you watch that making of, interestingly yeah. enough, um, uh, he's directing that scene where the yeah. where the camper pulls up and almost hits Seth of when they're at the motel yeah. and stuff. Well, they there's hit like a shot of him so directing quick. it. Yeah,
2: there, there's there's no way that that that. Tarantino or whoever wasn't directing at least second unit you know what I mean
1: yeah he was directing but I don't think he got a credit for it no. and stuff so but like you know you gotta think well the guy like co-starred in it uh he's the writer and yeah he's definitely I think, I think he probably that's Rodriguez's is
2: best movie too the way it's shot and edited like his well, well, own I don't,
1: I don't feel like like yeah it's got like a
2: Rodriguez feel
1: to it yeah. sort of little bit like the music definitely and like yeah. But mm, it feels like a Tarantino... Dude if, you, dude, if you watch that and then you watch, like, fucking Kill Bill, you're like, dude, yeah. what the fuck? Well, well
2: the, the thing is, is, like, <sighs> I always thought of it as a Rodriguez movie with the way it looks because it has that very Texas feel to it. But Tarantino yeah. didn't really do that till later on with Kill Bill. So to that point right. in time, Tarantino hadn't really shown that to us yet.
1: But then, but then you watch... Like I said, you watch Kill Bill and you're like, okay... And then it makes you think, was, uh was from Dust Dawn actually directed yeah. by him <laughs> like
2: because I mean I, mean, I don't think it was on. like directed by him like oh he took it over I just think they were shooting so quick I think they had to get he it done He was involved yeah he it was, was just like just to get the shit done Rodriguez was over here shooting one part and Tarantino was over here shooting another part you know yeah. I, I if anything I believe that um they uh
1: rodriguez probably didn't want to credit him and tarantino's like no they'll just be like i directed it and stuff and it'll steal your thunder dude don't even put my name on it did you ever it.
2: get the friend don comic book bb
1: no i was just looking on uh ebay and i see that i didn't see there's any like regular yeah. there was like a graphic novel put yeah. out and i'm like dude these things are going for like 30 50 bucks now yeah, and, I like i found one going for 25.
2: To like when the movie was out in theaters I went to my local comic book shop and I was like do you, I was like I was like do you have it and the guy's like no he's like I saw it I didn't like the artwork so we didn't stock it I'm like okay great and then I walked out of the fucking comic book shop <laughs> not be, so I had to get it off eBay like way back when like when yeah. I got on eBay like whatever it was 97 98 and Yeah that's like, going for quite a bit I just stumbled across it because I was looking I don't know I just
1: was like trying to find that steel book yeah. And a, like a good deal, or like I'm trying to find a way to get full tilt boogie and get this fucker cheap. And um, I still haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet either because I'm just like, I ended up, I think I got a rip or something temporarily. And I'm just like, yeah. all right, because I'm not paying like a fortune or whatever for that, that fucking set from Alliance. That's yeah. like 20 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be compressed to shit. Well, so. the, it,
2: I think it was even officially announced, but suppose, like a year ago, <laughs> they announced. Dusted
1: doing on a, a 4K? 4K, and then they, then they like oh. canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, baby, don't. I uh, know we were talking about Duel, and I was yeah. like on the Wikipedia. Don't buy that Blu-ray because uh, they're coming out with a 4K of oh, it. Really? So, and, and if fucking if Spielberg's involved with it, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, they did shoot it on film. I would imagine that it's going to be a good transfer, and it's not yeah. a boutique. It's a. Um, it's as far as I know. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a studio. Uh, and you like to buy the studio ones anyway, right? We were talking For about 4K.
2: That. That, yeah, that's the way to go. Fuck boutique 4Ks. They're too yeah. glitchy and weird, and I don't know.
1: I can't remember who. What is it? Uh, I heard one. Um, somebody else had a problem here recently. Jeez, uh, I can't remember. It was another 4K. Was has had problems now or whatever. I just <laughs> it's just it's like it, it got, got so old. Around. It got yeah. so old with the problems with the 4K, and you don't want to spend. Forty to sixty bucks on something that's no.
2: gonna be, yeah. Yeah, Arrow's version of Dune was enough for me. I had to go buy a fucking four hundred dollar player to fucking get it to play right. So my hundred dollar. You wanted player, to buy man. that? You wanted to buy that four hundred dollar player? Just gave you the excuse. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I actually really didn't my the my cheap LG that I got for whatever it was eighty seven bucks. I actually liked that player overall better. Yeah. It just it just had that weird problem where besides the Dune problem it had that weird problem. well actually my Sony had the problem with Dune as well. But uh it had that problem where just it was both Blu-rays and 4K, so it didn't matter, but occasionally um it would make it would like rattle really loud like inside.
1: Oh yeah, you were telling me about and that. And I took that thing know.
2: apart so many times and I put I I bought this earthquake hold putty hold shit and I put it in there to try to hold the disc tray. Fucking more sturdy, and it helped, but it's like it still would happen from time to time.
1: Yeah. Well, I think 4K. Like, I got a, I got a that one Sony that I was telling you I was looking at, and you're like, I heard heard there was bad reviews on it, baby. But like, mm-hmm. I I don't know. That's going for like. They sell those for like retail, 150, 180. Guys got it still in the box. Never taken out of the box for 100 on eBay. So I got it in my car. I don't know if it's still there. I put it in there a few days ago. Ba- and, uh, <laughs> Walmart had Sam 50 inch Samsung 4Ks for like 200 and something the other Ugh. day. Like, I don't know. They're running all they're these sales terrible, or whatever. Baby.
2: They're probably terrible. A uh, Samsung? Yeah, especially really? especially they're like if they're the like in Walmart, brands. it's like they probably just made a special uh, terrible model just to put it in there at a low I price. I don't believe it. I don't I believe, believe it. I mean, it's, not, it's nothing against Samsung. Is all TV makers do that shit?
1: Yeah i don't i don't i don't know they had a bunch of different brands and shit actually out i don't know i feel like maybe they were trying to make room for new year models or something because it was like weird like they didn't have any of the 4k players and then i'm like well, where'd you put you must have the 4k players somewhere on a center display too because i went over to look to see if they could i always go to look to see if that sony would come down and like i've just had enough of it i'm just like i'm gonna buy this online for i'm not paying
2: more than a hundred dollars for the a fucking player. You're out of your yeah, fucking Yeah, the player mind. prices got real fucky because of the yeah. chip shortage thing. But, I mean, I would think that chip shortage thing was like over two years it's ago. O- it's over, dude.
1: Yeah, but it was only because they were all like those freight... Tre- uh, yeah. Fucking uh, cargo ships or whatever were like couldn't get unloaded quick enough because there wasn't enough workers. It's like no. I mean, I- they'd lead you to believe that it was still going on so they could take yeah. you, you know, take you for a ride, obviously. Yeah. But uh, now, they just well, with like, oh, inflation, inflation they're like it's it's inflation, baby. Yeah, yeah that's what's going great. on now. <laughs> and then, like, I- I've seen well, a lot like of people. Saying, <laughs> I see the Fed, every time the news, like, we'll watch the news and shit, yeah. and they're like, inflation's going down, food costs are going down, and I'm like, where? Yeah, where are you doing this? And they're actually, like, trying to act like out there in California it's happening, I'm like, it's yeah, not, I don't man. believe that. You guys got, like, the highest gas prices it's and terrible. fucking highest living expenses out there, and yeah, No. Plus, isn't the pandemic still going on out there? They, like, officially, they, today or yesterday, they ended the pandemic. But uh, yeah, I think in California, the did. pandemic's still going on.
2: <laughs> nah, because they wanted to embrace the homeless and the criminals. They We got rid of the pandemic a year, year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, San Francisco is like, I guess
1: everyone's like disturbed out here in the Midwest about San Francisco being like filled yeah, with criminals. I wouldn't go there. I haven't heard, I haven't heard someone say, I thought it was the land of the gay people, and they were all friendly. Where did nope. all the criminals? I'm like, yeah, the criminals—they ran all the gay people out because the gay people are scared now of all the it's criminals. Like
2: Los Angeles and San Francisco, baby—that's that's where all like it was like a herd migration from all the cold weather states. All the homeless came out here, and it's just an endless parade of drug addicted, mentally ill <laughs> people, and committing nonstop crimes. And it sounds like you could make a film about that. You don't oh, even you need to hire say.
1: a cast. I mean Can you, I can I film you robbing that person's car Like I'll blur your face Dude look
2: on YouTube of of the blatant Middle of the day Robbery I saw the one where the dude shit. rolled up in an Escalade To rob oh. an even nicer car and Exactly smashed the windshield it's fucking insane and it and it's Not like richer robbing the even wealthier <laughs> well like this one this guy these this man and this woman they got all dressed up and they hired a photographer they went to one of the famous parks in San Francisco yeah and they you know they had, hired a photographer it was their engagement like whatever celebration photos and like okay. you just see the you just see the 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 car pull up the four fine upstanding gentlemen get out with their ski mask on fucking beating that dude fucking pulling his camera away breaking into his car pulling out the rest of it and they drive on and just like oh this is great this this is what california always needed it's just like let's just go back to when the cops were just shooting everybody (laughs) (laughs) Would that work work. because the guys are rolling but the guys are are, king beating era the guys are rolling up like not even with glocks anymore these robbers dude like the the really serious like they're professionals dude they roll up with ar-15s and shit man like it's like it's just and the the cops are like yeah we just have to let them all go and let them rob everybody so we can you know not have shootouts and stuff but i'm like well then i guess you're just gonna have unlimited crime i don't know like
1: right yeah well it sounds like uh california is becoming like new york like on a grand scale of the whole state is becoming a uh, new Dude, york it's city t- huh? it's yeah. terrible
2: it's terrible i mean my my nearest major city i mean it's like you know whatever 170 miles away my nearest city is sacramento and i like oh, Sa- yeah i like like if i had to go live in a major city again i would live in sacramento but even then it's just like it's gotten so much dirtier because of the homeless like
1: I'm surprised you guys didn't uh, – well, I figured you were trying to get out of the city after living in L.A. and stuff. Like, uh, yeah. I would imagine you don't really want to go back to that. But no, you I couldn't. Like- you guys could have went to the city. You had your opportunity when you're a uh, whole deal with your last place and you're looking for – or you guys can't go to Sacramento though, we, right? We, yeah, we can Our
2: job won't let us, which is yeah. stupid. Been working home That's
1: for... insane because, like, if you if you were doing like you uh, work for the state, right? Yeah. You said, yeah. And it's like here in Michigan, you could go anywhere within the state, but they're right. like, oh, you can't even leave what the county.
2: Well, you just can't leave the office. And the thing that's stupid is they have like <laughs> you like, don't work m- at the office. <laughs> yeah, well, well, not well, not only that, but they're like, oh, you just need to be. And it's just like the thing is, is like. We like my company. We even have an office in Sacramento, so I could just go to that office. And they're like, "Oh no, but we don't want." And what's stupid is like we already have virtual like managers. Like even before the pandemic, there were some people working in one office, and their managers were like halfway across the state. So like we've always had this virtual management system in the company. Mm -hmm. But they're like, "Oh no, we just don't want you to go." And we just they're like, "What if we have a meeting?" I'm like well dude Sacramento's uh three hours away if you really need to have a meeting once a year I can drive up and make it they're like but right. but but that would be on your own time and I'm just like I don't really fucking care just let me move they're like right oh on. no we, yeah, can't do, we can't do it it's like okay sure
1: well like it's because of your pension right like well, why don't you just cat why don't you just like you'll get your pension anyway you paid in for it why don't you just like uh find another career well, the, yeah, the, th- the
2: thing with my pension is I have enough service credit years to retire and collect a pension. Age wise, yeah. I'm not old enough. I got to wait like another—I can't—I don't know what it is, five, six, seven years before I can start. Well, you'll on still
1: it. get the—you'll still get the. I'm not saying to draw on it, like yeah. whatever. I'm just saying you'll still get that pension, and you could go to that's, another. Yeah, that's
2: the only reason I'm, dude. That that pension is the only reason I'm still in California, point blank. Like. Yeah. And on top of you and on top of if I if I, back back Midwest, home, so. if I moved back well if I moved back to the Midwest, I would never find a job that pays me as much as this one. So
1: eh, I don't I don't know what you make, but I know that there the jobs. I mean, I'm in a rural area where like, yeah. dude, for the longest time it was hell you had a hell of a time trying to make ten dollars an hour and that ain't the case anymore now. Um, if you're skill if you even skilled in anything you can make pretty much, I don't know, twenty to thirty dollars, if not more. I'm not skilled in anything though, baby. Like, I'm
2: a high school graduate. <laughs> well, I'm a high school graduate too. I don't know. I'm just
1: yeah. like I've gotten skills from working, you know, um, you know, on hands on work and stuff like that. So but uh no, I mean, you've worked in an office and stuff, dude. You could yeah. probably get another office job, like, yeah. no problem. I don't know if it's going to have a pension, but...
2: Yeah, th- this this is my midlife crisis. This is exactly <laughs> what caused this shit. Was realizing I'm, I'm trapped in this shitty town for another 15 well, years.
1: Well, dude, like, uh, here's the thing, too. Like, on my whole Tarantino kick... Well, it's been it's been in the back of my head, and I've been, like, making little outlines and notes and stuff for the past two years or whatever, mm-hmm. and... um. Well yeah, no, man, I figured out that like, yep, I probably am not gonna be a director. Like that's not going to happen. I'm probably not gonna be an editor. I never really liked editing anyway. I really like cinematography, but that's probably not gonna happen because I'm not gonna go back to fucking film school or anything like that, and I can't afford it anyway, even if I wanted to yeah, yeah it would be a waste of money i just don't think and like dude i don't know it's just like i it's always been an industry of you gotta know somebody to get your foot in the door but then it's like you think back and you go oh yeah like all these guys have made fortunes off of screenwriting and shit and it's like yeah i don't have to live in california to become part of the guild yeah. or I just have to pay dues and i could get a fucking uh, agent and shit like that and i mean if i get something good like I mean that's how all these guys somebody like was like oh fuck this screenplay is really good and then they show it to a bunch of their Hollywood buddies because they're out there and the next thing you know you've optioned a script or whatever and then you know you've opened up the fucking floodgate and they're yeah, like yeah especially well, now
2: dialogue. If, if you can write whether it be screenplays or novels or whatever like there's so many ways but like at least, even with the screenplay, even if it'd be, whatever, hard to get it made, like, at least with the screenplay, that's something one person can do in their home. They can sit down right. and they can write a screenplay. Well,
1: I don't even give a fuck if they make it or not. Just pay me. Like, just yeah. buy the buy the script or whatever. Like, give me ten... Like, I honestly, if I could sell, like, uh, the screenplays for, like, $10,000 a piece, like, I know that, uh, what's his name, uh, the one who wrote Screen, he made, like, uh, 400000 and then he yeah. probably made more, but that was initially what he sold that screenplay for. Well, let me tell you, if I sold a screenplay for 400000 like, I'm not working on fucking... I'm not... Uh, I don't know, Tarantino, you quit after 1500 No, No, $400,000, i am going to quit. I'm not going to work anymore. And I'm going to fucking definitely buckle down as a full-time writer. But uh, that's what it would take. It would take four hundred th- G's. I
2: think if I could, like, call my shot and do whatever, <laughs> like... Because, like, about a year ago, I wanted to get back into directing and shit. But, like, right now, like... I really want to work on music, and unfortunately, like, I could kind of cobble some shit together in the house I have now, but I really need a house with a basement, because I have a lot of musical equipment left over from my dad, and, like, I kind of want to do, like, the film score shit, and I kind of want to do, like, the reverse thing, is I kind of want to do kind of film score type music, like, kind of old school synthesizer, John Carpenter Mm. shit, yeah. but I kind of want to, like, make a whole album's worth, and then try to make a movie around that music. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's been done before I can't
1: remember what it is But I feel like there's been a few films done like that So so yeah, know. no, I have, really have no interest in um in in directing or anything like anymore or whatever. And I think that like this is going to be the only way to get a film made is basically someone buy the script and like have my name on it and stuff. And like I don't have the skill, I wouldn't have had the skills. I wasn't really that you know I fucked around with film or whatever, but I don't think I would have made a very good director because like yes the same problem that I was like seeing in that featurette with Steven Spielberg and obviously if you work in the industry and stuff like you figure this out he did but um, I just don't have the desire. Like, I don't know how to work with, like, I don't know how to direct actors. And, like, that, that was something that I wasn't part. good with. Yeah. And Tarantino yeah. says, you know, you got to take an acting class or whatever. And, like, I know that makes you become, like, a better writer and stuff, too. But, like, I also think, like, just studying people, like, uh, drive around with a notepad and listen to their conversations helps you write dialogue better. Like, I do that. Yeah. um And take notes sure. and stuff like that. Or, like um like just watching a lot of real stuff like wait or like just like real characters or find like an interesting person and then um study their mannerisms and like how they talk or like a celebrity or like a rock star or something and watch like a bunch of interviews and just like study their mannerisms and the way they talk and stuff uh can help you develop like you find a character like okay you're writing this character he's a criminal i always say like watch a bunch of shit where you watch like criminals. Uh, do interviews yeah. and stuff like that, or serial killers, or whatever, like mobster interviews, yeah. and then you can get a pretty good idea of how like these guys talk and how like what their you know attitudes and stuff are. But man, when I come back to that fucking dust till dawn, like I don't know how the fuck he came up with that dialogue for the Gecko Brothers. It's like, dude, so who did you hear talk like this? Is this did, did you have a dream where there was characters appeared? But I was still has been studying him and stuff he's been saying about his writing. And like, now I guess he goes and he'll like one interview. He said, he'll go like, he'll write for a little bit for the day. And then he'll go like float around in his heated pool and think about shit and then write a bunch of notes down. But that's not, then he won't write that. That's tomorrow's assignment basically. Yeah. And I think maybe, but he said he used to go to like restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and drive around and stuff too he, yeah he would go to like a restaurant or whatever a coffee plate coffee shop or whatever and like set up his stuff and write in there i don't know if he's bringing no he wrote hand wrote. He's I, hand I, know, wrote
2: I know he's a too. real dude because like my roommate was at a couple of bars when we were in la and he would just be in there with his friends like i know one time he was in there with eli Roth and a couple other people tarantino like, yeah he was just out in public dude he didn't give a yeah. fuck yeah Um, But
1: you know what he said that was the most interesting. is like, once I start writing the character, uh, I let the character take over, and he's and then the character start writing the story. And I was like, okay, I get, okay, I get it now. Like, I kind, well, I kind of get it. I still don't understand how, like, the character. But I guess he gets in. Maybe he gets into the head of this character so much. Like, he's like, all right, I'm a fucking drug dealer. Like, uh, what would I do, you know? Like, because I mean, even Sam—I mean, Sam Jackson's uh, dialogue, but he had some source material. I never let, read the book, so I don't know how close. But yeah. uh, Sam Jackson's dialogue and Jackie Brown was, uh, you know, fucking great too. But not, not on the Gecko Brothers level, no. you know whatsoever. Yeah, Gecko so, Brothers is the shit. But, but yeah. yeah. I think I think about that kind of stuff, like, as far as I've been getting back into writing, so that was what I was kind of getting at. I, I've been working on a, a screenplay and stuff yeah, like that. even if it's and, just a hobby,
2: yeah. like, you know, do it as a hobby, and then when you, when you get down and you're revising it and you really look at it and you're, like, really kind of judge it and be like, maybe I can do something with this, you know?
1: right well you know you got to do like rewrites and shit And this isn't like this isn't my first time writing a screen like i started writing screenplays when i was like 12 dude so yeah. i mean seriously Like, and i've looked at a lot of stuff tarantino and he said yeah i get like 30 pages into a script and then i would like get bored with it and like not and he's like i think like maybe from Dust till dawn or somewhere around there probably was the first screenplay he actually ever finished so to know that like some of the stuff that saw the light of day uh was some of the first screenplays that he actually wrote over 30 pages yeah it's like yeah it kind of makes you think that you know like this guy didn't have it all like he wasn't like gifted like from the age no. of five he, and yeah. was like chiseling fucking brilliant shit out yeah. like he just once once he decided and. You know? Do you know that he was like the, he rewrote uh, did rewrites for a ton of Hollywood movies, yeah, including like Crimson it's Pat.
2: Tide and all that
1: shit. It's yeah. Pat too, as well. Yeah, he it's like Pat. Wrote that for because he, yeah. he yeah. knew
2: Julia Sweeney. Yeah. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, what he, I heard, I'm pretty sure he fucked well, her too. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah, because I mean, she's in uh, Pulp Fiction and shit. Yeah. yeah. So what I heard was that like Hollywood
1: liked his dia- like his how he di- you know wrote dialogue and stuff, yeah. and they'd be like have him tune up their dialogue. On their script, they'd be like, all right, the dialogue sucks on this. Can you tune it up? And, like, he's just the fucking. But I don't think his dialogue's, like, honestly, like, I don't hate death, death proof, but, like, I I don't know. That was. No, I like Death Proof, too, but, like, that's where I think that, like, he's just, like, jerking off at that point. Like, oh, my guy looks so great, blah, blah, blah. But and then like, there's... I think
2: Death Proof is kind of intentionally corny because it's supposed to be the yeah. thing how he always talked about he wanted to do a, a movie universe within a movie universe. Like, he always said the Gecko Brothers would be a movie that, like, John Travolta would go see in Pulp Fiction, like, type thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I never I, took I, Death Proof completely okay. as like a serious Tarantino movie, you know.
1: But no, I mean he's just like like the the girl, the girl from the the radio DJ chick. So like she's black, and so like. Yeah, and so like her dialogue is like Samuel L. Jackson, but she don't like that's pretty much what I thought. I'm like, okay. So she's the Samuel L. Jackson character even though that other black chick later on the second batch yeah. of girls, she's actually more like Samuel L. Jackson, but it's like all of his black characters are like he writes them for like in a Samuel L. Jackson dialogue. I think it is like I, think, I don't know. Samuel L. Jackson pulls it off. These yeah. girls couldn't. You know? No, I,
2: they're. I mean, come on, dude. They're nobody's on the level. Of Samuel L. Jackson, but like, no. I thought I thought those were actually the two hottest chicks in the movie. honest. <laughs> the two black chicks. Yeah, the I like them oh, both. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: The other one was kind of more militant. She had like a more militant yeah. attitude or whatever. Like I'm not that, talking man. about Rosario Dawson.
2: Rosario familiar. Dawson
1: looked good in that movie too. She's kind of mulatto. No, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. The one she's kind of got. Uh, yeah, she's like the driver or whatever. Like Kim later. Or whatever Her name is yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what her she's name like, is.
2: Oh, I'm gonna up this motherfucker. <laughs> I yeah.
1: Liked her. No, she's like, dude. She was basically like the. She, he's like, okay, you're my female Samuel Jackson because yeah. I can't get. I don't I have like a role for
2: Samuel Jackson for this. <laughs> Like Jungle well, Julia yeah, no. is like straight up hot, but the that second one, Kim, whatever I think it's Tracy Tom's yeah. the actress, like she was just Yeah,
1: I've seen her in She was just
2: cute, and badass. Yeah. I liked it.
1: Um but no, my whole to bring it back, like my whole point is that like um there's a few like exceptions. Like I really like the um uh di- so a lot of the dialogue and uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and stuff. But I just like I don't think, like, I don't know what it exactly is. If he's just like, so maybe that's why he thinks that it's time to retire or whatever. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't think his dialogue is as good
1: as, you know, it I was back in the 90s. I think so. he's,
2: I, honestly, dude, I, like, I know he was always saying that shit, but, like, I think. Oh, no, he's going into TV. Yeah. And I, I think if he was smart, he would just, like,
1: right look it would be perfect if he just writes screenplays and then he could say quentin tarantino presents and be a producer and like make loads of money and still get his vision out there on the screenplay and of course they're going to have him on set as a script supervisor you but, like, know like also too though dude advisor. i just
2: think well, you know, I, I I can't remember. Maybe he, I can't remember if him and his wife had a second kid or not. But like, once his kids no, are back okay. in school, dude, yeah. like, or his son or whatever, once his son's in school and he's not seeing them all day, <laughs> he's gonna be day, bored. Yeah, he's gonna want to work again, dude. Right. But like, no, his, I
1: don't get me wrong, like, about the whole dialogue stuff. That whole scene um, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, it, like, it might be one of his great, it might be one of the greatest scenes he's ever done. And it was the help of Leo, uh, Rick Dalton's yeah. character, when he's sitting in his trailer and shit, and about drinking and saying oh, he's gonna yeah. blow his brains out, and shit. And I don't even know if that was scripted. I don't. I don't I know. know if that, that was, was totally best like off the best shit. I was dome. just watching that
2: scene the other day. It was so fucking yeah. good. When he's putting his yeah, face that's... in the ice bowl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but like that whole that whole scene though, in there where he's like, then he says, oh, "We're not gonna drink anymore," and then he fucking. Then he's like, "Oh shit, I'm drinking again." He's even he is not even aware yeah. of it. It's like full-blown alcoholic type character, and um, no, yeah, it is one of the better and like I don't know his new announcement of the critic or movie critic or yeah. whatever. I, and I'm still and that, having
2: trouble taking that serious, baby. Well,
1: yeah, you—you you said like you said that like you just don't see like how that's gonna. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you said that, or maybe I read into something where you were like, I don't I don't know how that's gonna be. Yeah. interesting i'm like yeah i don't know how it's gonna fit into um any kind of action but i guess he came out recently and said the rumors that it was based like that it's a actually like a biopic about because that was interesting too because um uh, i've read an article like people were like oh it's gonna be this uh this famous critic uh pauline is it pauline or pauline whatever Kale, and remember, yeah yeah and i'm not really familiar with her and um and I i'm am, like but yeah i don't, I don't get like a
2: fascination tarantino has with her fuck it says, "Hold on." It says that it's like a biopic,
1: but then um, years ago, uh, Tarantino says he hates biopics. Yeah, he says they're boring and stuff. So I'm like, okay. Now, uh, but I guess recently, like I don't know, in the past a like, couple weeks, he came out and said that that's not true. It's like. Uh, it may be. It's not actually based off of her. They something based off of some other movie critic or something like that. Um, and so he's like, it's not even about that person though. It's like going to be kind of like the whole once upon a time in Hollywood thing, where it's like a cachet of different stuntmen. You know, this is going to be probably a makeup Rex Reed. It's probably going to be thrown in there. It's just going to be like for your
2: final movie though, baby. It just sounds so masturbatory. Well, how do we know like what
1: it's it might be like have like an action scene or something like Once Upon a Time. You know, when they started talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and stuff, I didn't even hear what it I just heard Brad Pitt and Leo we yeah. were I saw that one photo where they're standing next to each other. And like someone yeah. said, oh, it's about like a stuntman or something? That's all I heard. Yeah, It's about the stuntman and this actor. And um, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know it was a period piece. I didn't know anything mm. about it. I didn't know if it took place. Like I'm like, okay, I guess you're getting like real meta. Like I'm, I'll, I'll you know, keep my mind open about it. I mean, thank God you're not making fucking westerns anymore. Like yeah. you have uh, basically made two and a half westerns. We Milk the westerns <laughs> hardcore, baby. I'm tired volume, of westerns. <laughs> Which I love, Kill Bill Volume Two. Actually, that's yeah. probably. People probably gave him, incur- like, misencouraged him with that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I heard a lot of people say they didn't like Volume 2. I Volume 2 was my favorite. I liked all the Spaghetti Western stuff. But then that kind of went to his head. And he's like, okay, I'll make Django, which I fucking hated. And then I love, you know, I did love Hateful Hate 8, although I don't think it's rewatchable it's because really of that not. twist yeah. ending yeah. or whatever. The it's characters great, are but...
2: great, but yeah
1: yeah everything's great atmosphere shot in the 70 millimeter i mean you know like like we can take i don't know Do you, your is i don't know you got an OLED? didn't they put those special OLEDs out that were like concaved or something is that the one you have
2: no i have the flat one yeah that, that oh okay was that, there a concave one or something for a couple of years but then that fad with tvs in general died out yeah I thought those were fucking cool looking. I, I kind of wish them. I had one just to play video games on, but I don't really have the room for it. So. I would
1: imagine when I first saw that, I was like, Oh, I bet you the 70 millimeters
2: will look great on that. Yeah. I don't know about that. It yeah, reminded me of the so Cinerama cent- dome when I would go there. Yeah, like I- that screen was very noticeably curved. Wasn't that
1: seventy? Wasn't that set up for seventy millimeters? It was at one time. I think
2: it was. Like oh, digital not, not when you'd win. Yeah, okay. By the time I yeah. went, it was you
1: know. But yeah, I mean, I like when he's doing, and I mean, I yeah. you know, the guy always approaches stuff with like, it isn't like even though some of the stuff like is hokey, he always approaches it like. <laughs> huh very hokey sometimes <laughs> i i don't know some of the stuff i feel like he approaches it with prof- like he's trying to do like some fucking kubrick shit though like he's got that approach to it even though yeah some of it is i don't know i think some of the stuff nowadays is it's getting hokier like i really yeah. do think that it is probably he's probably right in his best interest I don't think he's ever gonna write like dialogue He was doing in the, even his dialogue And like f- all the stuff in four rooms And I have a feeling that um He filmed a wraparound, I was trying to find some stuff But I'm pretty sure he filmed all the wraparounds Because uh, Tim Roth When he comes over to the little phone thing yeah. There's some fucking uh, red apples Sitting okay. on the countertop yeah. So, dude, that is, t- I don't give a fuck How many directors, that is Quentin Tarantino's Little baby there, it's a band apart film yeah. uh, I'm telling you Right now, he's the one that directed like he, I can't find anything on it, but I, I can't figure out who directed the wraparounds. But I'm pretty sure it was him.
2: Probably. And I mean, was this is just a time good. period where he could get Miramax to do anything he wanted. And He's probably like, oh, it'd be cool. To I do mean, this.
1: he get now. He now it's a time where he can get Sony because that's who produced. That's uh, true. Sony's What's all fun. up his and, ass. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the new his last film here, so he can pretty much get Sony to do. I mean, he is, dude. He's got. He's he doesn't have the same. I don't think he's as talented as Kubrick. But he has as much power right now as Kubrick does. He probably has more. Uh, Well,
2: I don't know. I was going to say he has more power than Kubrick. That's probably not true. No, it's not true because um, (laughs) Kubrick
1: actually got fucking Warner Brothers to pull a Clockwork Orange from all the UK cinemas even though they didn't want to. And he he had that pull. I don't think... I think if Quentin Tarantino was like, no, we have to pull, uh, I don't know, something because it's too violent of I've I've seen the light, baby. I've and seen it's the just light, too baby. violent. It's making everyone too savagely violent. kill each other out here. I've got to pull that. We got to. We cannot show that anymore. Tarantino, uh, would Miramax. Be like, fuck them. <laughs> Miramax would have been like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like Harvey. Uh, Harvey Weinstein would have been like, "No, yeah. no, we're making too much money off of this, baby." Yeah.
2: He's like, "I only care about the money." We'll... Right, pretty much. We should wrap it up, baby. It's been over three hours. I'm starving. I need to get
1: some food. Oh, in here. Jesus Christ! I didn't want. I was hoping we wouldn't go on it, but uh, go on too long. But... I
2: figured we would just because the movie proper was two hours long. So yeah,
1: yeah, it was a good flick. I mean, we we
2: we we've got to yeah, highly
1: recommend this film. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen everything by Linklater, but I mean, a lot of his stuff's great. And um, yeah. yeah.
2: It's Kino, baby. He he puts thought and intention. He's just not shooting shit and trying to hack it together. And, you know. Yeah, it would
1: be great if Warner Brothers would come to their senses and stop putting out, like, Yogi Bear 1940s oh cartoons that nobody's going to buy on Blu-ray really? and just yeah. release fucking this film on Blu-ray. Like, yeah. I don't, Just get Blu-ray. to it on stop the Warner archives. Yeah. Right.
2: Alright, so that's it. All you Cinema Kino BBs. Thank you so much for listening to this, and I hope this uh, episode was like a lure to l- draw out what few fans of Suburbia there are out there. And uh, thank you for the Kino suggestion, Bat. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. That was great. Always a pleasure. Until next time, we'll catch you back here in the movie graveyard.